Hello, good evening. It is Friday at 7.30, so the weekend starts here. This is over and over and over again. It is the Arsenal Women's Weekly. What a week it's been. Um, another decent week for the Arsenal women. Uh, unbelievable game the other night, of course, in away at Lyon. We will be speaking about that. Also, last weekend, of course, we got the WSL back up and running, didn't we? A, a hard-fought victory um, against Reading. We'll look back on that game as well. And it's another busy week, isn't it, with um, a trip to Liverpool on Sunday and the next Champions League game at the Emirates on the, on Wednesday, isn't it, next week? So, no, it's Thursday, isn't it? So, it's a busy week. Lots to get through. Let's get started. Oh, Beth Mead. Beth Mead's in behind. Plays it across. Caitlin Ford's going to score. And she has scored. This fast start has been rewarded for Arsenal. 13 minutes played. So it is the Arsenal Women's Week, episode five. We're up for episode five. It seems like the season's been going on forever. But anyway, uh, due to various different um, uh, kind of international breaks and what have you, um, it is week five and we are back. Obviously, the usual panel are in. Good to see everybody on this Friday evening. Andreas, good to see you. Have you had a good week? Yeah, had a great week. And uh, as you said, the weekend starts today with the Arsenal show. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, <laughs> after this week, we are all looking forward to the show and to, the, to all the topics we have to discuss. Yes, and we're all looking forward to the weekend's games as well, I'm sure. Um, Matt, as well, very good to see you again. You okay this week? Yeah, I'm good. I've changed my name to Arsenal's Northwest Correspondent. <laughs> it's a joke between myself and the Arsenal uh, fans on this from the Sporters Club because. Uh, Liverpool is quite local, so basically I've got all yeah. the emails and all the bits and bobs. So uh, this week has been amazing, and this is just the start of the weekend. So looking forward to it, and can't wait to get started. Yeah, it's going to be a, another good weekend, I'm sure. And Mr. as well. Mr. was on time this week, actually, which I know. <laughs> so it's good to see him actually early for once. So it's good to good that you've made the effort this week, Mr. Good to see you. Yeah, no, good to see you as well. It's been another fantastic weekend. Yeah, lots to talk about, and yeah, it's uh, lots of reflect and lots to look forward to as well. So yeah, let's get it. Let's get cracking, as we would say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think the best place to start probably uh, we do things maybe chronologically. Perhaps start last weekend the first game back after the WSL break and it turned out to be a little bit more tricky than we maybe anticipated. It was um, a game that we obviously deserved to win and we were the better team but when it's only 1-0 there's always a danger you can concede a goal or a, a sloppy thing and in the end we relied on our goalkeeper, Manu Zinsberger, to produce yeah. two or three really good saves to, to keep the clean sheet and keep the win. But um, I think it would have been an injustice had we not won, even though we weren't quite at our best, were we? Uh, one or two players maybe not quite at their best. But it was a great goal from Stina. I thought she had a great game. And it was, I say, a, a well-deserved victory overall. And, of course, we should have scored a few more goals. Kim's penalty wasn't the best, was it? And um, that would have settled the nerves down. But ultimately, we got the job done. We got the win three in a row. Then we couldn't have got the goals needed to go back to the top on goal difference. But I mean, that's, that's 
not that important at this point in the season. But I mean, Andreas, what did you make of it overall? Because we played well at times. We were maybe a little bit sloppy at times. Obviously, not having Leah and Rapper at the back probably didn't help in the early part of that game at times. But we got the job done, didn't we? And that was a good sign. Yeah, this was the most important uh, aspect of the we got the win, we, we took the three points home. Uh, yeah, and no doubt that uh, we deserved to win. And, and uh, yeah, uh, it was after, uh, after the total match, um, there's no doubt that Arthur was the better team and deserved uh, to win. But uh, when, when you lose so many chances, when you miss so many chances, and uh, and it's still 1 0, and yeah, <laughs> and uh, one one single action would be enough, uh, and and you, you lose two points. So uh, yeah, when when did uh, uh, Kim last uh, miss the penalty? And uh, other, <laughs> other chances? I think uh, we hit the post once, if I remember correctly. Twice, twice, uh, twice, twice, yeah. Twice. But the last ten or fifteen minutes, uh, Wedding could have scored, and there was a fantastic save from Manu. And uh, Frida uh, with a header on the line. So yeah, yeah uh, the weather conditions got worse. Then everything is possible. So uh, yeah, after 90 minutes, uh, I was really uh, yeah, glad that we took the three points and uh, just just forget about the match. It was deserved, but uh, it was not good for our for our nerves. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Especially coming so soon after the men's game, which had been even worse for the nerves. So it wasn't it wasn't a very uh, easy Sunday afternoon again. But, no. um, but ultimately, yeah, you're right. The, the at the end of the season, hopefully, that no one will remember that game. But the three points are, could well be massively important, especially when you bear in mind what happened against Birmingham last season. And you know, it was all set up for a shock, wasn't it? In a lot of ways, but we went there, got the job done. And overall, I thought it was a, a, a a professional performance, even if we wasn't at our best, and we, we managed to win the game. And yeah, we should have scored a few more. And I, I think Kim last missed a penalty. I think it was the season before last. Um, I can't remember if it was against now. Which I think it was, was Birmingham City. Birmingham City. I was it. Yeah, it could have been Birmingham. Yeah, she scored the rebound, didn't she? I think I remember uh, she um, missed. And she scored the rebound. I don't remember, but I think we still won in three 0 if I recall, but I don't remember. Yeah, but anyway, she doesn't miss many. That's that's a fact. And, you know, it was unusual. It wasn't a great penalty. But, yeah, that was disappointing because that would have... I think if that had gone in midway through the second half, we'd have probably scored three or four, one comfortably, yeah. but it didn't. And then yes. we were under pressure at the end, weren't we? And like you said, the weather didn't help. It was a difficult game. Yeah. But we, we, yeah, we, got a way to, we found a way to win, and that's the most important yeah. thing. I mean, Matt, what did you, what did you make of that game? In because it, it was it was nervy at the end, wasn't it? We were all a little bit chewing our nails and hoping for the best, and luckily we got through. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that was the problem. Really, was that uh, just before that, the we only had two days of the squad being there together mm. after the international break, so that played a part. Uh, you would have thought because we had the Sunday evening slot, that would perhaps give us a little bit more time to get everything. Mm. And that sort of helped. I think that helped a little bit more, but at the same time, it also hindered us. Um, You've see, we've seen other teams go on and have the 12 o'clock game on the Saturday and they're fine. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend because you've got two games on the weekend. One at half 11, I believe that's the Tottenham game, and then you've got Man City at 12. So it'll be interesting to see how that differs to whoever's got this, the evening kickoff. But uh, fair play to Reading. They dug in deep. Uh, 
and they limited the amount of shots on target. I'm just looking at it now. So they've got 21 shots. Six of them went on target. Reading had seven and three of them went on target. So that kind of tells the story of the game was all Arsenal and it just, that kind of, you could feel that they they lacked each other as understanding. There was a couple of times that I've, yeah. I've seen, I'll probably mention it in the Leon game, where passes weren't askew or um, they should have part of played someone else in instead of going for the shot. But it, it, it felt like almost like a free-for-all and Reading would be, if the, if it was Reading this weekend instead of Liverpool, I think Reading would would have been like, well, we must have, I don't know how we managed that. If I'm honest, um, but fair play to Reading, they played really well. It, it's really odd now because they've got uh, Emma Mitchell, who's now changed the last name, hasn't she? So she's it's very difficult. But then Jackie Burns was in goal as well, making her debut. Was yeah. It's a huge step up from the WSL as well, and she delivered really well. So congratulations mm. to her because she was really good for Northern Ireland, even though they were letting in five and six goals yeah. against England and Norway. But it's good to see that these sorts of players, especially homegrown, in quotes, uh, players are now coming up and going, oh, OK, I can actually see where I, where I am and what I, I can do. Mm. Um, it, fair play, but two days of training to get to that game and you're sort of questioning it was it really should have that what could we have done to change that because two days of training is not good enough no it was a quick turnaround obviously with the internationals and stuff like that and it wasn't ideal for us i suppose and and um maybe the fact we had some players missing as well some key players missing and you know a couple of players playing in different positions to, to what they would normally play in and players playing who wouldn't normally play. So, yeah, it, it was, things were against us in, in many ways, but ultimately, as I say, we managed to get get the win and that's what matters ultimately, isn't it? You know, it doesn't really matter too much how you play after time. The three points are all that counts and that's what we did. I mean, Amar, what did you make of that? And obviously, it was, it was a difficult game, a lot more difficult than it maybe should have been, perhaps, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. And, and, and Matt's right, isn't he? Because Reading did play well. Their goalkeeper, I say, Jackie Byrne, I thought she was brilliant. Mm. She made some yeah. good plays, didn't she? Because that, that would have, you know, we could have run away with that game in the first half when we had a few chances. But um, but they played well, Reading, didn't they? They were really up for it. And they, you know, they maybe will feel a little bit unlucky they didn't get something. But we were yeah. the better team, wasn't we, overall? So what was that last bit? I said we were the better team, wasn't we, overall? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we were definitely the better team. And we had a bit more clinical edge. We were just... Uh... Yeah. Won that, we won that game far more comfortably with the first minute of Stalwart's out and Jackie Burns made it say this thing is going to be attacked versus mm. defence. But as the game wore on, we did go, we did take one really good chance. There was a lovely build-up from Kim and a finish from Stina was unerring. But yeah, the longer the game went on and the fact that it stayed 1-0, they always had a chance. And yeah, they defended well, they made good substitutions. You expect that from a Kelly Chambers who knows her team inside out now. and. Yeah. Uh, He's been there a few years, and yeah, they 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 were willing to take it on second half. They made it a bit uncomfortable for Arsenal. Made the penalty save. Uh, Burns made the penalty save, and yeah, they grew in confidence. And certainly, when I can't remember who was it came on or somebody, uh, um, Emma Harris. I, I can't remember one of the players when they came on or whether they start, what they started. I can't exactly remember, but they did cause us problems, especially down our right and force an excellent late save from Manu. So 
you know, you have to give them a lot of credit and they dug in and if they can continue like that maybe at a bit of clinical edge um in the future they could stay up but yeah but in the end we did well to we see out and then the end the unfamiliar backline partnership of Stefan Lotter did pretty well okay Lotter made one error but that was it in the end and um ultimately we scored the game up just about but overall we can't be can't be um it can't be um disagreed with that we deserve to win the game yeah yeah, yeah, no, no, we did deserve to win the game. Yeah, it was just a shame. It, it was, uh, from you know, from watching its perspective, it was a shame it was so nervy at the end because you know, yeah. we were, I wouldn't say we were hanging on, but they had a few chances, and it, it you know, it could easily have been a case of dropping two points, which would have been, um, a real, uh, a real disaster, really, wouldn't it? You know, uh, you know, bearing in mind it was draws last season that maybe cost us a couple too many draws, yes. so it was good that we hung on, we got the win, um, and you know, yes, maybe that game helped us, you know. It was, as Matt said, we didn't have a lot of time to prepare for it, but maybe that game almost gave us preparation for the bigger game that was to come a few days later, which we can now move on to, which is going to be a lot more fun. Now, before the game, I think we were all fairly... I mean, I don't think any of us predicted a win last week, did we? We were sort of saying maybe a draw, maybe a draw. You know, and, but you know, ultimately, um, we went out there and gave probably one of the best performances I can remember from at least an Arsenal women's team ever. I mean, it was just sensational stuff right from the start, was it? We could have scored after about two minutes. And the fact that Jonas pulled that surprise, didn't he? Put in Frieda Marnham in the team ahead of Viv Miedemar, who hasn't been playing, uh, she hasn't been at her best, let's be honest, she hasn't been. She didn't play for Holland due to an illness issue, so is she 100% fit or not is the question. But anyway, regardless of that, Jonas made a big call, he put Frieda in that position, and wow, how what a, what a night she had. I mean, the goal that she scored, she was absolutely brilliant. And that, to me, was, was maybe the key. Possibly Leon wasn't expecting... Um, Frida to be playing, so they may not have been prepared for her in the team for, for start off. So that that was one thing that had her own advantage. And two, just the way that she played, she was absolutely everywhere. You know, she was making those runs from midfield, getting into the box. She was driving forward with the ball. She was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, that was like the performances that she was producing when she first came in at the start of last season. She lost her way a little bit, didn't she, through last season for one reason or another. But that was. That was the freedom on them that you know that, that we love, and she was absolutely brilliant. I mean, Andreas, what did you make of that decision to put freedom in the team before the game? Because I was shocked. I looked at that starting lineup and I'm thinking, what is going on here? What is what's Jonas doing? But actually, it was a, a stroke of genius, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we all uh, thought the same when we saw the lineup uh, where with oh, on the bench, <laughs> and, and yeah, thankful. Oh, what, what's behind this? Uh, but it was tactical masterclass from. From Jonas and uh, uh, yeah, probably was uh, Frida's best match uh, for for the Arsenal so far. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, she started very good uh, last season, uh, but then uh, off she had to play in a deeper role, and that's not her best, I think. Uh, but what she was playing in in Lyon, yeah, just fantastic. She was the perfect number ten. Sometimes she played. Uh, nearly like a striker or a mm. winger, and she was everywhere. And um, uh, yeah, especially her physicality um, made a difference. Um, I don't think uh, that if uh, could, could have played so so physical, even if she's fit, uh, she 
she's more the technical player and and mm. Frida was, was from the first moment on she was a fighter on the pitch and and mm -hmm. uh, what we did we surprised Lyon with uh, the way they surprised the last year in the final Barcelona with, yeah. with more physical approach and uh, uh, to be honest I haven't expected Arsenal to play like this because uh, uh, if this was all tactical then uh, it was yeah fantastic fantastic uh, idea from from Jonas and uh, yeah the players uh, did it perfect on the pitch it was nearly a perfect uh, performance I don't think we can we can do any better and <laughs> and uh, yeah of course it, there are some sometimes you have a match when, when everything fits together and yeah the early goals and then uh, yeah the pressure on Lyon yeah, the best players made mistakes when you and I gave away a ball with which lead uh, to a goal and yeah yeah it's because it the, the one day when everything fits together and <laughs> yeah fantastic it, it was I mean it, you're right exactly it, it was that one game when it's like um every little aspect works tactically individually the players every single one of them were brilliant and you don't often get games like that dear, when everything falls into place in that way and yes leon had one or two players missing we know that they wasn't at full strength but then neither were we let's be honest we we had our two best defenders missing so you know that we you know leon can't use that as an excuse we, we both had players key players missing um but we went out there and yeah i i think you're right i do think we did surprise them we surprised them with our tactical approach we surprised them with our lineup and they couldn't adjust to it they couldn't deal with it our pressing was so good winning the ball back so high up the pitch it was just especially in that first half it was just incredible i've never seen it i know jonas likes a pressing game and you know we've done it before but not to that extent not to that level not every single player just doing it every single time leon had the ball we were forcing mistakes they were kicking it out for throw-ins because they couldn't get their passing down because we were pressurizing them so much it was just absolutely fantastic and i found myself in the second half in particular when you know it was a little bit more relaxed we've got four or five goals <laughs> i actually started i started to think about the prospect that we could win the champions league and i know there's <laughs> things in it barcelona scored nine goals the other night let's not get carried away yeah. but we gave a performance there that looked the complete performance and if we yeah. can play like that throughout we're not going to play like every single game but if we can put, produce performances like that in the big games against the big teams we, we have a hell of a chance of we'll cause anybody problems because that was that was a sensational performance. I mean, Matt, you must have enjoyed that the other night. It was just incredible to see, wasn't it? Yeah, and I didn't actually watch the game live. I had to watch oh. it on replay. So, oh, so wow. kind of, this is one thing that I'm kind of thankful that uh, DAZN has, yeah. so that you can actually sit and re-watch the entire game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know anything going in until um <laughs> melissa uh, was messaging me uh, like not at late i was just like oh yeah it's quite a five one i was like oh. it's, it was it was really odd how many times do you go to a champions and get a result you don't expect no. to do it, especially in their own backyard um yeah. I, I said earlier that like, the passing and things like that I, I, like i will point to when lena and jordan came on there was a couple of times where they wouldn't well they were trying to ask for the ball but they weren't getting it um mm. lena makes some fantastic runs in behind every yes. time that i see her and she's not getting the ball and it, i don't know if it's people getting greedy because of 
because it was 3 0, because it was 4 0, because it was uh, 4 0, because uh, uh, of the scoreline was uh, so we were so high, it was just everyone up, yeah. like everyone shoot on sight. Uh, sorry, they nearly score there. Um, but it was, it was fantastic to watch, and you have to wonder. I don't think Frida was actually, I think she's admitted this herself in the interview where she said that she. She want a, she kind of plays everywhere. She can see herself as a ten. She can see herself as an eight. She can see herself as a six. I actually thought she she was almost like um, sitting as an extra um, deep lying player, so that she didn't need to. They did, we we haven't Kim had that freedom to go forward a little bit more and exploit the space. And that was one thing that I, that felt very odd was Leon just. They were in a huge stadium that they know inside and out, and they they just it was almost like you could have sat down, parked a car there, and watched a movie <laughs> room. You could someone could have. It was just unbelievable. I know they had their injuries, and that's going to cause problem. But I, I did say I mentioned it. I think you could have made a starting eleven with the amount of players that both teams had in yeah. yeah. that game. But honestly, you've laid down a marker now, and people are going to go, "Okay, that's the three points that we didn't expect." Oh. Are we going to fit? Can we finish top now? Can we? We need ten points to qualify, so that's that's six more, six, uh, not six, seven, seven, seven yeah. more points that we need now to qualify, and that's going to be the marker now. We've got Zurich next week as well, so I know we're going yeah. to talk about that later on but these are all things that are helpful and i think jonas realizes how much potential he's got in that squad not just with frida but with the players that he's also brought in there's players that he hasn't even used yet like mana it's it's going to be interesting to see how he utilizes the squad this season especially in the champions league especially again whoever say if we do qualify for the next round say for example if if we end up with a Chelsea, it'll be interesting to see uh, who we end up with, who will play in those two games. Because with the way that we played, the possibilities are endless. Absolutely. I mean, I say I, I was starting to, to dream in that second half about where this team can go, what we can achieve. Because, you know, I think we were all a little bit um, worried slightly about the, the squad depth in certain areas of the pitch, particularly in midfield, actually. And, we showed, didn't we, that actually we've got plenty of options because Jordan came on and she's done well when she's when she's played. Obviously, Frida, as we mentioned, fantastic. Um, so we, we have got good options there actually now. And obviously at the back, you know, missing our, our best two defenders. And, you know, Steph Catley's come in, done brilliantly. You yeah, know, we know Lotta's going to be reliable. Um, yes, the odd mistake here and there that she still does make. But she was brilliant against Leon, actually. Fantastic. They all were. And, you know, it just goes to show that we have got the strength in depth. And also, as well, what's interesting for me is next week, um, Leon are away at Juventus, you know. And yeah. if they were to lose that game, that puts Leon, they might not even qualify. Do you know what I mean? That would be incredible, wouldn't it, for the holders to go out at a group stage? Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. they've still got four games after to make it up. And I'm sure they'll be, when they come to the Emirates, they'll be looking for a bit of revenge, I'm sure. But, I mean, if they were to lose their first two games, they'd have a mountain to climb, actually, wouldn't they? Especially if we if we beat Zurich, as we'd expect to. Juventus will have six points, we'll have six points, and that's a big gap for Leon to try and make up in the, in the remainder of the group. So it, it could be a big opportunity this week, actually, for yeah. 
um, you know, um, I mean, putting Leon out of the competition, that would just be, that would be sensational, wouldn't it, really? Um, but, you know, ultimately, we can just do our job that we need to do, which is win as many games as we can. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll need 10 points to qualify, actually. We may not need that many. Um, we only got nine last last season <laughs> and qualified. Yeah. So we may not need 10, but it depends, obviously, uh, how the games go. But let's, let's, try and, let's try and get as many wins as we can. That's going to give us a lot of confidence, isn't it? I mean, beating the holders away from home in that fashion. I mean, I think, you know, we were all maybe thinking, well, OK, we, if we sneak a 2-1 or a 1-0, that'll, that'll be great. But, to, you know, if, if we'd even do that. But to win in that way, to dominate the game in the way that we did for yeah. pretty much the whole of the 90 minutes against a very good team, it's just, that was just, you know, it almost took your breath away how good it was. It was just sensational stuff. I mean, Emma, what did you make of all that? Because obviously it was... <laughs> Probably the best performance I can remember from an Arsenal women's team, probably ever, actually. There's probably been better ones in the past. I just can't yeah. yeah, I still can't, actually. I just thought that was that was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, I can do what I was watching that. I was staggered the way uh, we were able to get behind them, to lead them out of the ball. And they were able to mm. constantly pass it, gaps they were able to exploit, forcing them constantly into errors. And, yeah, I saw a YouTube, uh, not YouTube, sorry, a Twitter poll earlier. Somebody tweeted out that, oh, they only gave Arsenal a 4% chance of winning a game beforehand. Wow. <laughs> we, pretty, we pretty much proved that emphatically wrong, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, as I said, they were part of the pools in through their back line. They, were, they weren't exactly playing high up the pitch, but we were so confident. We were pressing mm. them high. We were forcing them into mistakes. Everything about that was just perfect. I can't, I can't think that was complete. It, it's not often you give a 10 out of 10, but I think that was as close to per- perfection, if not perfection, as, it, as, as you... Uh, as you could get, hmm. everybody just was on the same wavelength, on the same. Uh, everybody, no, not hardly put a fault wrong. I can't. You know, I, I, if you could put any any one of those for any anyone from out of the match, but Frida will probably disedge it for me. But yeah, no, it was it was in many ways it was the perfect performance and laid down the marker to the rest of the Europe that the English sides are ready to to uh, to certainly compete with the best this season. Well, no, we are. I, mean, I don't care about Chelsea. We're ready to <laughs> compete and we show that we're ready to compete. But it's repeating these performances when yeah. we need to later on in the competition, isn't it? I mean, I, I think if we'd played like that against Wolfsburg last season, we'd have got through because we would have beat, <laughs> we'd beat Wolfsburg easily yeah. playing like that. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe, and one of the things before the game, and I, and I sort of said it in the in the commentary I was doing, that what I wanted to see, you know, before the game is was, but I kind of didn't expect us to win necessarily. But what I wanted to see was, what did we learn from last season's experiences in the Champions League? What did we yeah. learn when we played those physical teams? You know, and, and games against Chelsea as well, um, particularly without Leah Williamson playing. And Al, what have we learned? And that showed us everything that we learned. You know, what Jonas learned last year, what the players learned. And for me, that was the biggest positive sign. And even if even if we'd scraped a 1-0 win, you could see quite clearly what we'd learned from last season, the, the lessons that we put into place and what a difference it made. Um Terry's in the chat there. All right, Terry, good evening. He says, um, <laughs> us. well, no. One time you didn't predict a 5-1 is the time we win 5-1. So there you go. But actually, what I want to, I want to give a big shout-out to Rajendra, actually, because in the game he said we were going to score five or six goals. He did say that at the start of the game. And I thought he was mad, and I've said he was mad, but he was right. So in future, I'm going to bow down to Rajendra's um, <laughs> Because he got that spot on, and I was I was amazed. But he, he knew what he was talking about, and I didn't. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it was it was um, just it was just a, a joy, wasn't it? It was a joy. The ninety minutes wasn't that oh, magnificent. magnificent? Yeah, it was. It was fantastic, and you know we all uh, you know we all really, really enjoyed that. Um, now, 
Caitlin Ford, again, you know, she hadn't scored all season, but what a performance again from, I mean, you know, I know, yeah, Frieda Minor was player of the match. I don't think much doubt about that. We're, we're the, guess, the guess wasn't too bad either. <laughs> I mean, there was, there was five or six players that could have got player of the match or more, yeah. maybe. Um, but Caitlin Ford, for me, I, I do want to have a little chat about Caitlin Ford because um, this time last year, she wasn't playing regularly in the team. She wasn't looking herself and it, it, there seemed to be a few issues. And then she went away on the Asia Cup. She's come back. And since then, I mean, wow. What, I mean, how great is she playing? I mean, Andreas, I mean, obviously the other night she was brilliant, the two goals and everything else. But the way she's been playing, actually, probably this year, since she came back from the Cup, she's been fantastic, hasn't she? What a fantastic player she's turning out to be. Yeah, she's in, in the best form of her life. Um, and... I read an interview from her when she said uh, after the Asia Cup uh, she was allowed to go home oh, and yeah. see her family for about a week or two. Uh, and this uh, helped her a lot uh, just to, to relax, to, to, yeah, to come, come back to, to everything and, and mentally and, uh, yeah, and physically. And uh, she came back stronger with with uh, with the joy to play and and the will to play. And you can see this uh, since February in every match from her. Uh, it's it's just fantastic. She's she's so important for 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 our attacking line. And uh, yeah, it's 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 great to see this development from her. Uh, uh, how how she shows week in week out um, her abilities and. She, she can score goals, uh, but uh, also she, she assists a lot. Uh, her runs are, are always a threat for, for the defense line of the opponent. And uh, she's everywhere in, in the attacking line. It's just fantastic. But uh, it's not only Kate, uh, Caitlin Ford, but also uh, Steph Catley is developing uh, very that much. The relationship they've got is great, isn't it? The understanding that they've got down that left-hand side. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Steph is playing on uh, out of her normal position, and and she, she fits in uh, very very good. And uh, I think, as we said about Caitlin, we also see the best of Steph now. And uh, and another yeah. credit, another credit to Laura Wienreuter. Uh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. Came in, uh, and we said, oh, she's she's a good signing for the future, and maybe uh, she can be a good backup for Noel. <laughs> she had a fantastic Euro, and since then. Uh, she's our uh, first choice on on uh, right back, and uh, she's not not only good in defense. She also brings a lot of energy in the offense, and and it's her pace and, and her yeah her belief in in herself in her tackling. Uh, so uh, sometimes she she plays on the wings, and and then you see others uh, going back uh, backing her in the defense. But Laura has. Uh, she has enormous potential, and uh, she's also developing. So, I would say a lot of credits to her. I remember when when you were last year, you said uh, Noel will will never win uh, Player of the Match, but it doesn't matter. You don't want the right back to win Player of the Match. Yeah. Now we have Laura, and mm. now she she could I think she could be Player of the Match in in one of the next matches because uh, she she seems to be everywhere on on the right side. And, uh, it's not yeah, far yeah. that she will score a goal. She's she had some really good chances. Well, I think this was another great signing uh, of January. Good 
No, it was. I mean, she she has been she has been brilliant actually. She should have scored though, shouldn't she, against Leon? That chance she had in the first half when as she put it wide at the post. I thought it's that was Reading. a moment. It's yeah, first ball, it? Yeah, I think she should have scored yeah. to be fair. But um, but no, she has been brilliant actually, and, and she has again. All three signings from January have been fantastic, haven't they? And while we didn't maybe make too many signings in the summer, we perhaps didn't need to because we got those three in January and they've all three. I know Rafa's been injured a lot, but she's a fantastic player. We've seen what Stina can do. She's been brilliant as well this season. And, and as you quite mentioned, Laura there, she has been absolutely brilliant this season for us so far. It's been great to see. Um, and yeah, I say, but, but yeah, I mean, Caitlin Ford's form has been fantastic. And for me, She's the best Australian in the Premier in the uh, WSL. Caitlin Ford is the best Australian in the WSL. <laughs> you know, so Sam Kerr's got up her game, I think. Now she's going to competition for that for that particular role. But but no, she's been brilliant, Caitlin Ford. I, I, I've loved watching her play, and uh, the goals that she scored the other night were fantastic, uh, especially the second one. Very similar to that Tottenham goal, wasn't it? Very same. The same finish in that. In the oh, same same yeah, that was the one I was thinking about. Where did I see that similar finish before? Yeah, it was that. Well, it was that Tottenham yeah. game at the Emirates last season, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly yeah. the same goal. Goal in that corner. Exactly the same one as well against Tottenham last season as well. She was just given so yeah. much room. She just thought, right, okay, I'm going to ping it in. Yeah. Ping she's. I mean, she's been brilliant, isn't she, Matt? I mean, Caitlin Ford is what a player she is. She's just incredible. I just think she's brilliant. Yeah, and one of the things I, I've. I've been up and down with Caitlin, and I'm not going to hide that. At times, she's frustrating, but at other times, she's a joy to watch. Mm. I, I, I will look at times, but like sometimes she makes the wrong decision. I've, I've mentioned it in the past when we're talking about passing. Sometimes she goes for the shot instead of passing it when the cross. Yeah, 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 she does. Sometimes. It's, it's things like that, but they're easy to sort out. Um, but when Caitlin's on this sort of form, she thrives whereas i yeah. think when she's in and out she does hit though she'll have those laura moments where she's got almost a tap in and she'll shin it over the bar or something <laughs> like that um no just respect to laura because laura's been brilliant since she started yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm still i'm still fuming that stina didn't back heel it to laura and laura could have um smashed it into the top corner uh, against aston villa Instead, she uh, <laughs> not made the goalkeeper, but that's a different story. Um, oh, that was a great goal, though. That was a great goal, to be fair. It's a great goal, but Laura, Laura should have her first goal by now. I know technically she's already had one when she played for Hoffenheim. <laughs> yeah, she scored. She scored more goals against us than she's got. Well, four. <laughs> four, teams, four but I'm sure. I'm sure she'll get some eventually. I think as well. We talked about how good this squad is. I know it's quite small, but the fact is that a lot of these players know each other inside now and that they can yeah. it doesn't have to be the same thing i know a lot to be honest they, i know it sounds a bit odd but lotta does similar things to what leah and Rafaela do with the long balls and yeah. the heading okay her heading's not the greatest at times where she might it might be a little bit short but she, she makes up for it because uh, I know people say she's a bit slow. I don't think she's that slow. I think she's quite fast. She's quite fast. Yeah. Okay. yeah, she's not really Something slow. Like no, I don't think so. Honestly, I, if I was to look at that team, uh, the only ones yeah. I could, you could complain about are the ones that aren't getting minutes. But then again, if you're not, if you're complaining about that, it's, it shows you how good of a squad we have. I mean, yeah. people are crying out for Jordan to be in that team at the moment, and Jordan's getting 20 minutes here and there. And, 
again, I've mentioned Manorio Bucci, who hasn't even started a game this season. Yeah. Yeah. Does it come on? He hasn't even come on, has he? He's not been on the pitch. No. Uh, Taylor Goldie, so, uh, um, I'd imagine she'd be waiting to come back soon. Mm. And she's not, she's not even getting minutes at the moment, which I, I suppose maybe we might see in the next couple of weeks, maybe next month we might see it because there's more games. But yeah. right, with Kate then, um, I'm going to give a fair deuce because I've been quite critical at times with her and frustrated with her. Um, yeah. And then she shuts me up with things like scoring in the North London derby, <laughs> and scoring again in the North London derby, <laughs> scoring two against the champions of Europe. It, it, it means a lot that if you're being critical of a player, you've got to hold your hands up and say, okay, fair dues, you're doing it when it matters most. Um, yeah. That's the next question, is can they do it against Manchester United, who are supposedly title contenders? Can they do it against Chelsea? Can they do it against Man City? That is the next step. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. event as well, when we play them in a couple yeah, of yeah. No, exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, it's easy, it's easy to maybe get a little bit carried away. Um, after that performance this week, because you know Leon had a holder and a great season, we saw it did to Barcelona in the final. Um, but yeah, it, you know it's all very well beating Leon five one. But if, if we don't follow it up with good performances against Juventus, and we don't follow it up in the WSL with with the game against Manchester United, which is going to be a massive game at the top of the league. Obviously, we've got played Chelsea still twice and that kind of stuff. Yeah, then this performance isn't going to isn't going to matter, is it? If we haven't followed it up in those other big games and we haven't produced the results and the performances, but the signs are looking good at this moment in time. Every, everything seems to be clicking. The players are all all in top form. And yeah, I mean, Caitlin can be frustrating, actually. I agree with you. But I think she's proven now, and she has done this year, that she is a real top quality player. You know, she's at the very top of her game. And it's really, really good to see. And long way it continue because she's, uh, you know, she, she's playing so well. And, of course, on the other wing, we had the player who maybe was robbed of the Ballon d'Or, am I? Do you think she was robbed of that, Beth Mead, on the, was it on Tuesday night, whenever the, the, the ceremony was? You should have won, since you come on, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, it was on Monday, yeah. Oh, yeah but... Well, let's be honest, if if, if, we, she, if, if I had to invite her to a party, she would be the guest of honour, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I don't know. It was the same. I think in the total, if, I, if I'm right at thinking, she missed out on the play of the year in August by three votes and missed out on this one by one. It's just unbelievable. I don't know what, what they saw in Proteus. Yes, rightly, she's a world class player, but how can you vote for someone that's injured in this half the year and base the performances like they did with the men's on the on the displays, individual displays in the 21 22 season when that was that finished in the springtime, but yeah, but well, you got to think as well. Barcelona got beaten in the Champions League, yeah, doesn't even win that. She didn't play in the Euros at all, no, no, was no, it wasn't her fault, but she was injured, so she didn't play. Beth Mead won the player of the tournament, top goal scorer in the tournament. She got the medal at the end of it. It's like, come on, I think it was sympathy, oh. I think it's sympathetic in a way. They, 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 they had a bit of sympathy for, for what she's been through. That's all I can think about, but yeah, what can you say about it? Let's go back to Beth. Guest or no guest or whatever, whatever the joke was, um, she, she just continues to just defy logic, really. She had the performances. So I, I think we we'll go back to Caitlin as well. I thought I'd just make a point. The fact that she has those players around her and Steena making those deep runs mm-hmm. allow it and, and roaming forward, which I saw as well, and, and creating that space for her to run into as well. That That's what that's where um, she's been able to maximise her potential. And we know that's never been doubted for me. And uh, as you say, having Steph and uh, having and um, Frida Binder, even in an interview I was watching on 
on YouTube earlier, she did after the game, she really praised Frida for her tenacity and her, her position, her positional awareness and everything. And uh, mm-hmm. rightly so, but yeah, going back to Beth, I think those two have, late, have, um, have really developed this formidable partnership on either wing. And well, I don't think they can really switch. Well, certainly Beth can play on the left, sometimes Caitlin can play on the right. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, she just continues to impress her free kick and. Uh, even the finish as well for the second goal. She was just that everywhere. was brilliant, actually. That was a brilliant finish. Oh, so, I mean, you could have driven a bus for that. Leaving Woolley on wall. Well, that, yeah, you I could have, yeah, but it was a great a massive finish. Massive gap, but she found it. And this is a goalkeeper in Christine Endo as well. He's been known for, for being such, such a good keeper down the years. And then mm. to finish with, uh, with the way she did. He's uh, easy to add more, but I mean, what can you say? She just continues to be amazing. And um, the only slight that, that disappointment was the fact that she picked up the yellow card so deep into the end of the game and I hope that doesn't mean that if she gets one more she'll get suspended but hopefully she'll, she'll keep her stay on her feet and continue to do what she's been doing the whole of 2022 and it's just and it's just, just continue to amaze us week in week out yeah exactly I mean I, I got the feeling a little bit you know it's been said quite a lot hasn't it over the last year or so that you know Beth plays best when she's angry did you not feel a little bit that performance the other night was because she hadn't won the Ballon d'Or and she, <laughs> yeah. and then she maybe took it out on Leon and says, right, you're going to pay for this. And that, the way she hit that free kick, that was, you know, she put so much power into that. It was almost like that was the anger coming out there, wasn't it, the way she struck yeah. that ball. And I just thought, you know, really maybe that helped us on that particular night that she didn't win yeah. because she had that insider that she's something to prove again. And she does seem to play better when she seems to have something to prove. Not that she does, because... She doesn't got nothing to prove to us. We know how brilliant she is, but I still think inside her, she still wants to be maybe, um, I don't know. She's got that stomach about her, hasn't she? And I do feel that fired her up for that game, actually. You kind of saw it in her goal celebrations, you know, the way she played. I just think that, you know, she was saying, are you watching all the people that voted? Are you watching? This is what I can do at the top level against the best team in Europe. So she's the best player in the world. There's no doubt for me. She's the best in the world. Nothing's here. In, in this this year, she's been the best player in the world and she, she should yeah. have won that. I don't think there's any question. And anybody that thinks that she didn't deserve it, it needs to go away and, and you know, put their head in the fridge or something because she <laughs> really is the best player in the world. I do an interview with DAZN. Uh, it's, it is available on the uh, on the Champions League channel and he was saying about the free kick and everything like that and it is quite funny as well because Beth has got the interview. It's like part of each interview between Beth and Jonas, and it's quite it's quite funny because Beth was saying she's taking it and no one was. Yeah, yeah I thought that was It's um, when you've got those that sort of thing going on, and and you've got such a great player and she doesn't get the recognition she deserves, but. You see Arsenal fans praising her. You see England fans praising her. You see, see some of the opposition praising her. I think this yeah, is yeah. a lot. This is going to be the funny things that I know we're going to come talk about it. But um, come the game on Sunday, she's going to probably be still uh, still signing stuff and uh, probably yeah, about four, three or four hours yeah, after the game yeah, because yeah, she will one hundred percent she will. Yeah, of course she will, because that's what she does. She's so humble as well, isn't she? And she appreciates everything that she's got and everything that she's achieved and everything that's come with that. And she doesn't, and she'll never, I don't think she'll ever lose that, no matter how, how much more famous she becomes. And, you know, she's got a book coming out and all this, that, and the other. Yeah, right. but, I mean, she's always going to be the same, isn't she? She's, she's just, that's, that's who she is. And she deserves to get every single possible recognition that there is. And she should have won that. We all know she should have won that. It's an absolute joke that she didn't. Yeah. Um, 
And whoever whoever put that final vote in and <laughs> shouldn't be struck off the list for vote. They shouldn't be allowed to vote because you know they I think money might have changed hands somewhere along the line because it was funny, wasn't it? Because yeah. it seemed like it, unless you play in, in in Spain, you're not going to win these these sort of awards, are you? You generally have to play in Spain. That's that's your only chance. No one else seems that, to. Um, the oddity as well was the fact that there wasn't many Leon players. And they got further in the Euros than Spain did. Mm -hmm. France yeah, got yes, further in the Euros because yeah. we knocked Spain out. Bye. We knocked them out. And then, you know, France got to the <laughs> semi final. And, you know, <laughs> and yeah, I agree. The whole thing's a joke, really. But ultimately, um, it was even more of a joke because the, the rightful winner <laughs> didn't get the award that, that she yeah. rightly deserved. And, and I felt that, that they, they showed them, um, she did a little video, didn't she, after sort of thanking everybody. And for me, I, I felt as though she seemed quite disappointed, you know, yeah, 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 in her voice. Yeah. She was disappointed she didn't win. And, and, you know, I don't suppose she expected to win, really. But, you know, I think ultimately it's a disappointment because she probably knows that she had a much better year than uh, Alexa did. And she should have won. And I think everyone knows that. She yeah. knows it. And she took it out on Leon. So and she'll be taking it out on Liverpool on <laughs> Sunday. And she'll be taking it out on Zurich next week. And she'll be taking it out on everybody else wow. that we play. Um, and if we do play Barcelona, I'm sure she's going to be taking it out on them as well if we get to play them later on. Um, <laughs> that'll be that'll be really good, won't it? Um, but, uh, but we'll see. Um, we've had a few comments actually coming in. We've got a bit sidetracked there. Um, John's in the chat again. He says, hi, Rich, everyone in the chat. Good to see you, mate. Hope you're well. Good to um, see you again. Um, Terry says, um, evening, John, how are you doing? Um, Regina was talk obviously, we're talking about Caitlin and the, the Australian team. He says the Oz team did well in the Olympics. Yeah, they did. They were, they were a good team. But Caitlin's better than Sam, Sam Kerr. So there you go. Um, and he said they, they beat G Team GB. They did. Yeah, that's right. They did, actually. Um, John says, hi, Terry. Uh, just joined chat. All okay. Enjoying another excellent week um, for all that AFC. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. been another great week, hasn't it? I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying these weeks at the minute. They're, they're good, aren't they? Um, uh, John says, they're looking good for the women in Europe. Well, it's been a fantastic start, hasn't it? Couldn't have asked for much more, could we? Let's be honest. Um, Janice says, there, no one else talks about the Arsenal women. I'm disappointed leaving the Highbury squad that you would think would be cheering for the team. They do I mean, sometimes, not a lot. Not, 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 enough, not enough people on YouTube are. And is that because they don't feel as though there's enough interest? I don't know. I, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care if, if no one watches what we do. I like doing it and it deserves the coverage. I think the team do. And they showed the other night how great they are. I mean, I, I put something up on Twitter, right? And I, it kind of, it annoys me a little bit because all I saw on, on Wednesday was Arsenal fans going on about Tottenham losing against Manchester United. I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> you spent your Wednesday watching Tottenham play Man U instead of watching Arsenal's women in Europe against Leeds. What is wrong with you? I, I can't understand it. Why would you do that? And people say, oh, well, I enjoy watching Tottenham lose. Why? Who cares? I enjoy watching Who cares Arsenal win. Why? Why? Just unbelievable. I, I just can't. I just can't believe it. So many Arsenal fans are watching Tottenham. Why are you watching Tottenham? I wouldn't watch Tottenham if they played in my back garden. <laughs> I'm not interested in watching Tottenham unless they're playing Arsenal. I don't want to watch Tottenham. You know what I mean? I'd rather watch anything. I'd rather watch Love Island than watch Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, I'd rather watch Bake Off than watch Tottenham. Don't play that Bake Off. Anyway, anyway, we, we enjoyed what we watched, and that was amazing. We enjoyed that. Oh, what has this show um, descended into? Yeah, um, but I, I, I didn't understand that to be honest. I really, I really don't understand how people could be watching. It's like a school. It's like a school. They told you not to say Macbeth, so don't say Spurs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it couldn't get much better um, other than uh, the four and squid. Well, no, we we're not doubters. We just don't want to be overconfident because you know it's nice to be you know on the uh, 
on the level, really. Uh, John says, yeah, that's why this channel is excellent. The discussions are excellent covering the women's team. Well, thanks, John. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we just did, you know, we enjoy it. We enjoy the women's team. So as a result of that, we enjoy talking about them. And it's great that guys like yourself enjoy enjoy us talking about them as well. Um, Rajendra says, yeah, I'm not mentioning uh, the AFTV with their ladies who I've met at the women's yeah. matches. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of them at the games, yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, they do go to the game, to be fair to them. So, you know, that's fair enough, isn't it? They support the ladies. That's great. Um, Terry says, they're spot on, mate. No hate chat and all nice people. Well, we like to think we're nice people, but, you know, um, some people might not agree, but who cares? Um, that's fine. Rajanda says that we can give Beth the over and over Ballon d'Or. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we, always we, always, yeah. we, we always get that from us. You know what? I was actually thinking of getting a trophy to say the real Ballon d'Or winner, Beth Mead, on it. for, uh, for <laughs> give, it, give, it, give it to her at Liverpool. On right. Yeah, and um, Melissa thought it was a really good idea as well. So I am looking into that. Yeah, that would be great. I'll if you get it, if you, that would be gold if you get. I'll, have to, I'll have to ask someone to film it. You'd have to get it on video. Definitely get it on yeah. video. We'd have to get that on the channel. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? But I mean, yeah, that'd be great actually. I mean, I don't know. Is there like, is there some sort of plastic trophy you can buy that's a replica of the Ballon d'Or? I don't know if there is. Um, but you'd have to put on it. You'd have to put to, to the guest or something. The guest as well. <laughs> Because uh, that, I mean that's to be honest, right? Whoever whoever put that you know whoever put that caption on that photo clearly has never watched football before in their life. They've never watched women's football before, oh. and it's like, what are you doing, honestly? How could they, how could they get that job? They had one job, but they couldn't get it right. You know what I mean? The most famous player in, in, in football at this moment in time. She's everywhere on the telly all the time. She, you know, she's won the walls coming out of everywhere, and they say she's just a, she's just a big guest. <laughs> I know. Okay, fair enough. Whatever. You know what? I wonder if she's going to be sport personality of the year. Oh, well, yeah, there's yeah. a very very good chance she might well do, and she deserves that as well, doesn't she? She deserves that as well. It's not just that. It's like when we're talking about it. It's, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't imagine Beth Mead getting to this level. Now all of a sudden oh, she's like raised that level, and it's not just Serena and Jonas. It's almost like something's clicked, and she's inside her. Yeah, yeah, yeah inside and, her. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter whether it's off the field or on the field. It was quite funny as well. You mentioned about it's become sort of like a meme sort of thing where we say "guess me," but um, <laughs> it just also shows you the fun outside of women's football as well is that we can have those jokes with the players and the players yeah. even find it yeah funny. yeah they do yeah i mean there was that sign wasn't there the other night after the game at Lyon, that was good. Actually, no georgia get a yellow card and ask her to sign it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah you just said it in, in an interview with all uh, the success Beth has and, and the recognition she got after the Euros, uh, she's still so such a humble person and so down yeah. to earth. And when, yeah. when she when she was asked, she said, uh, I'm still I'm still my mother's daughter, I'm still Beth Mead and I'm I'm doing what I was was doing all the time. Mm. Uh, every morning I get up and, and I try to, to do the best for my job. So uh, this is yeah, this is fantastic, and you can't compare this to the men's football. Uh, they they are uh, they are not down to earth as as she is. And no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, when when I saw this post uh, about Viviane Miedema and and the guest, I knew that uh, <laughs> take this uh, with with a lot of humor. And and uh, when she commented, uh, glad to to uh, to go to my first Ballon d'Or uh, uh, as a guest. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she's she's brilliant. She's brilliant. And I mean, 
for me, Beth Mead has got to be the, or she should become, if she isn't already, like the number one female role model for girls because yeah. she's everything that you would want, you know, if, if, you, if you've got a daughter, that's, that's what you'd want your daughter to, to become like her, you know, humble but talented and down to earth and just, yeah. she, she, you know, you've got all these all these celebrities that, that girls look up to and want to want to be like, you know, um, Kim Kardashian and people like that, right? <laughs> they become role models and it's like, no, no, no. Beth Mead should be the number one female role model because she's everything that's that's right about the human race and that's you know that should be more that should be pushed more you know yes she's a, she's a female footballer and that's great and it's great for women's football but ultimately for 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 the human race in general and for the female population she is the number one she should yeah, be really. the number one role model because she's absolutely amazing at everything and she's just brilliant and she portrays herself in such a good way and yeah to me she's um and I agree with that. It's, something's changed, you know, I think, on the pitch, certainly over the last year or two years, hasn't it? You know, she's gone from being a very good player to being what is now pretty much considered the best player in the world. And I don't think yeah, anyone would argue with that. You know, it, it, you know, that's taken a lot of hard work, I'm sure. You know, she's put the work in, you can see. But it's just a mindset as well, isn't it? You know, when she goes onto the pitch, you know, she wants to be the best player on that pitch every single game. And most of the time... She is at this moment. It's just, it's just incredible. But yeah, to stay humble as well. You know, a lot of the men, men's players in her situation would be, you know, they'd be appearing on, you know, I'm a celebrity, wouldn't they, or something like that. <laughs> we'll be bringing up all these different TV shows. But, but well, no, that's, that's what they'll be doing. Wouldn't they? They'll be on TikTok or something. I mean, I know she she does a few videos on TikTok, but hers is funny. She's not doing it for anything else. She's having fun. Yeah. Whereas you know she's not taking herself too seriously as well, which is great. You know she's just fantastic. Um, John says there, uh, um, Katie McCabe is the only Irish player, and she's doing well with Ireland yes. against the World Cup. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we love Katie McCabe, which is brilliant, isn't she? Um, and yeah, she's she's playing well, and obviously going to the World Cup. Going to look forward to that actually. Yeah. The, the, the draws tomorrow isn't it, actually for the World yeah. Cup. I think that's seven thirty. Seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, silly what time in the morning. So I'm not going to get. I'm watching. It's twelve hours ahead, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. So that's going to. That's going to be the problem with the games, isn't it? All the games are going to kick off at stupid times. But anyway, we'll we'll make some sort of arrangements to watch them, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, um, Terry says, yeah, now you're regular, John. I think um, MMM77 should sing you a special welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a good idea. A little welcoming song for John. Like an initiation type thing. Um, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? Um, but James says, yeah, Beth always uh, goes to sign autographs for the fans. Yeah, yeah always. Absolutely, 100%. Um, uh, William Williamson also does it. Well, most of them do now, don't they? Actually, most of them, most of them do. Um, uh, Terry says, uh, "Come on, Richard, really love Ireland." Well, you know, maybe <laughs> Love Ireland was pushing a little bit too far. Um, but anyway, um, John says, uh, "Well said, Richard." That thank you very much, mate. Yeah. Um, John just says, "Why are we talking about Spurs? They aren't even out of well, exactly. Like, what Everyone on Twitter was on Wednesday after we've just beaten Leon. It's like, what? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? I just can't believe it." Um, anyway, um, so Terry says, Yeah, spot on Matt Mido, sports personality of the year, exactly. She should definitely be. Um, but Jamda says, There, uh, you would think ITV would have bought the rights to show the English teams in the year, yeah, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? But anyway, Dazzle's got it and it's free, so can't really grumble, I suppose. Um, but anyway, uh, Terry said, I uh, didn't realize it would be spelt uh, spotty, yeah, well, that's how it is, isn't it? Spotty, 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 that's what it is, that's what it is. Um, that's exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, Beth Mead was robbed of a rightful place. But yeah, everybody else knows she's number one in the world, and that's I'm sure she can live with that, and uh, I'm sure she will continue to prove it every single game 
that she's playing at the moment. Another two goals for her, fantastic. I mean, just incredible. Um, and so after all the um, excitement and um, the euphoria, really, of Leon, we come back down to earth on Sunday. We're back in WSO action. And, of course, it's the match derby, isn't it? It is the match derby. <laughs> So Liverpool, of course, newly promoted Liverpool, who um, have struggled a little bit recently, but they did beat Chelsea, obviously, the first game of the season. So they are capable of pulling off a result against the, the big sides. Um, and the issue for me now is how we recover from that Leon game, coming down from that to then get ourselves raised again for a game in the WSL that we're expected to win, obviously. Liverpool yeah. near the bottom of the table, you know, they're newly promoted. We did beat them 4-0 in, on this ground last season in the FA Cup, of course. Katie McCoy scored that great goal, didn't she, in that game? Um, so, and Katie McCoy scored a couple. So, um, obviously, we're going to be favourites to win. But it's, it's difficult, isn't it, coming straight after that game, coming down from that and, and playing a game like Liverpool. If you were playing, say, a Man City or, or a Manchester United, you could maybe make it easier in a way to prepare. But for a game like Liverpool, no disrespect to Liverpool, but you know we're expected to win. And it's, I think that could make it trickier. What are you expecting, Andreas? Do you think he'll be... I mean, do you think Viv will start, actually? Or do you think he'll stick with Freed? Or do you think Freed is going to maybe play more of the European game? Give us that extra little drive in midfield. It might be a problem uh, to concentrate on, on the normal business now. Uh, on WSL. But uh, on the other side, uh, it's our daily business. And I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely convinced that every player in the team and, and uh, the coaching staff uh, for them, uh, the WSL and winning the title this year is the most important goal. I, I don't think that uh, the Lyon game is uh, so so much in their mind that they that they now think, oh, we're going to win the Champions League. No, uh, they know that, that this, this uh, was a very special night and a very special match with uh, and our chances to qualify for the uh, the knockout matches has risen now, but uh, there's a long way to go. But the daily business is more important. And everybody, every player wants to win the league this season. So I'm sure, uh, and, and, and it helps that it was on, on Wednesday, not on Thursday. So there's one more day to concentrate. Yeah. Uh, and um, and uh, what also helps is that Liverpool has beaten Chelsea. Uh, we all know that Chelsea is... Is a top a top team in the league and, and uh, yeah one of the favorites for the title again uh, and uh, when when you travel away to a team that has beaten the the current champion uh, you won't underestimate them so we, we yeah. saw what, what is what is possible if you don't if you don't uh, score uh, Chelsea got the lead in in Liverpool in the first minute but uh, they. Yeah, they forgot <laughs> to double their lead, and then this could happen. This uh, this could have happened to us uh, in in Reading, and now so everybody, I think everybody's aware that it will be a difficult match, and I'm sure the team will be concentrated, and Jonas will will, uh, will get uh, all the girls to focus on on this uh, daily business. And uh, yeah, let's see what what he does with the tactics or, or with the lineup. Uh, I don't think you can you can uh, um, put Frida on the bench after this match. <laughs> but it would be uh, hard. It would be hard, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you, you wow. did a great job, but now go back to the bench. No, I, I don't think. At, um, yeah, no. yeah. Match, I think we should all trust uh, in, in Jonas and his uh, yeah, what what he thinks or, or in his tactics. Yeah, I'm optimistic uh, that we will win there. We are the better team, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we should uh, take the three points and and the chance to to uh, to be top of the league together with United. Uh, it's, yeah, it's important. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And it, I mean, it's it is going to be. I think this this is this is where Jonas really earns his money for me because he's got to get the players rightly focused on this game because you know we understand that the higher from Wednesday and you know it's very important that we do. We can't underestimate Liverpool as, as you said. They beat Chelsea, um, and I agree that was that was a very similar game to our game against Reading. We we were one 0 up looking fairly comfortable. Chelsea were one nil up in that game, looking comfortable and then they, you know, made two mistakes and it cost them and they lost the game. And, you know, we could easily have done that against Reading, but we didn't. And let's hope we don't do it this week either. But yeah, obviously we'll be massive favourites to win. I mean Matt, obviously you'll be looking forward to this game, won't you? You're and say the local the local match for you, isn't it? Liverpool away. I'm <laughs> yes. sure you're gonna be excited to see it. I mean what are you anticipating? Do you think do you think that Frieda will start again? Or do you think that maybe Viv will come back in or maybe they'll both play? Is it's difficult to tell. Um, well, yeah. Honestly, uh, so I'll just round up some information that I've got from Liverpool. So the turnstiles will open at eleven o'clock. It's going to be highly attended. They are opening the the stand that I was in last season. They're opening that up as well. So there's going to be a lot more room. Whereas when I was at the Chelsea game earlier this season, there was only like three thousand. So they're expecting maybe four or five thousand people in that in that um at Prenton Park on Sunday. Um the park car parking is also limited now so not everyone can is able to now park in in the car park which is going to cause chaos around the local area. Um just from a Liverpool point of view they've not scored an open play in WSL. Both goals of that that they have got got is come from Katie Stengel penalty yeah. funny enough yeah. against Chelsea. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, but I can't remember who who has that long throw. That's oh, Megan Campbell. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. She Megan is Campbell. the one that's going to cause the chaos. That's what caused uh, Millie Bright to have a, that. That caused Millie Bright to have yeah. the handball, yeah. and also the reason why that Liverpool got those two penalties against Chelsea and won the game on the opening day. Then it's going to be a difficult test and when you don't have the two tallest centre backs mm. you're going to need that so do you sacrifice someone like like Frida who she's, she's well everyone's taller than me apart from Mario Bucci um, <laughs> do you sacrifice um, someone like a Frida and say right we're going to need height to help defend these sorts of things especially Steph as well Steph's quite uh more as well compared to a Leah for a central defender yeah. yeah she's more for central so, defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah so these are things that are going to be considered as well we are, so it's going to be difficult but I think if we can deal with that we'll be fine um I think the pro so Matt Beard has said that these are the sort of games that we want to be playing in they want to be challenging against some of the best teams in England um Look, uh, Melissa Lawley has also said that they've got to believe in themselves. 
uh, we've got to put our performance out there. They know that then they have not performed as well as they have been. So they're going to be up for it. So I think it's going to be, I could almost see it going one of, one of two ways. It will either be one of those games where we scrap by and get the win or Liverpool put the game, try and get the game done and it goes the same way as the FA Cup did last season. We go and win 3-0. Yeah. Um, just from a personal point of view as well is that uh, Ginny Flatley has got uh, Flaherty has also got some verbal abuse online. So, oh, that's okay. um, I come out and said that. Uh, and when you've got a former Arsenal player who's who's done her trade in WSL, she knows her style. She's going to know Arsenal from on the back of her hand compared yeah. to some of the other Liverpool players, even mm-hmm. Carla Humphrey, who, um, who's kind of yeah. game at the moment. But not much has changed in that Liverpool side. And and if I'm honest, I have a feeling that we're going to win this game. Um, I yeah. think that I'm going to stick my neck out. We're going to win it three 0 I just have a feeling that there's. Wow. There's nothing really that Liverpool, they want to try and test us. They're going to try and do what Reading did. And then they'll have the, the long throws as their main weapon. To, but they haven't scored an open play, which means no. that nothing's going to be there. Whereas if they have long throws, I, 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 I have more um, confidence that Manu is going to come out and clear it. She's going to punch the ball out in the air. She's going to claim mm-hmm. it. Um, if if she accidentally punches one of the players in the back of the head as well, and then it, <laughs> it'll probably be lost or someone. It won't be. It'll just be an accidental one. But it's it's just got that feeling. The fact that Liverpool played at Anfield against Everton and lost three 0 The fact that they they played uh, Tottenham away and lost one 0 The fact that they the only yeah. time that they've ever scored is at Prenton Park, and it wasn't from open play this season. Yeah. Says a lot about the side. So if they're relying on set pieces, that's going to be the worry. But I mm. said that again, again about, about uh, Wendy Renard and was it on? Was it on written or was it on that scored the uh, goal in the end? No, uh, Mallard. 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 Yeah, quack quack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's just one of those things. I think we uh, that we're going to have to work on the set pieces and. The long throws. As long as we can deal with that, then I have no worries against Liverpool. Yeah, I mean that seems to be their threat is going to be set pieces, and we are missing our two best defenders, as we said. But we've coped so far pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's um, <laughs> Terry's put a, a, a comment here. He says, "I remember Matt, it's A four bags only." No, that was at Anfield. This isn't at Anfield, well, is it? This yeah, is, no, a, um, is it the same there or not? Is it the same rule there? Not, uh, no. So. Yeah, A4 bag, so it's just a normal bag for uh, for uh, Prenton Park. But when it gets to Anfield, it's no bag. Really? Yeah. Which makes no sense because a lot of fans travel to those games. They have get they have yeah. a bag with them because they're, they're travelling from all sorts of players. If, if it's, it's a bit the same with me. If I'm going down to the Emirates, I've got a bag on me because mm. I've got to travel. I'm, yeah, I'm going to need yeah, exactly. drinks. I'm going to need snacks. I'm not going to spend. Yeah. A, a, I can't remember. It's ridiculous. How much it's ridiculous food. saying you can't bring a bag. Absolutely ridiculous. Where, where else? What other thing? What other entertainment in the world is there that you go to? That so well, you can't bring a bag with you. 
what other entertainment is there? You went to the theatre, they're going to say, sorry, you can't bring a bag into the theatre. You, you know, you, you, it's madness. Of course you should be able to bring a bag. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Football, fa football fans aren't treated like normal people, are they? They're not treated properly, football fans. Well, they never have been, and they're still not now. I mean, you know, what you said, when you did that um, when you did that video with the Liverpool game that you went to, it's like, I just couldn't believe that. You know, how can they treat people like that? You know, it doesn't make sense, does it? You know, especially at women's football. Yeah, maybe men's football to a certain degree. Even that's ridiculous anyway. But for women's football in particular... It makes no sense whatsoever. You, you can't tr treat people like that, you know, or you can't bring a bag in. Well, I'm sorry, but I am, <laughs> because why, why can I not? It's just crazy. the worst part of it was the fact that no information was out to say, oh, uh, by the way, no bags. Yeah, yeah. And oh, people bought their tickets months and months and months. I'm, I'm just yeah. thinking, imagine if Andreas was, was going to the Manchester United game and then the Emirates turn around and say, oh, no bags. Yeah. Uh, but Andreas has a flight, so he has to take a bag with him. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You can't treat people like that. You just can't. And even when I was talking to the Everton Supporters Club members, they, they couldn't believe that. They've been taught in dialogue with Liverpool all week about that. And the fact that it was just thrown upon them on the day makes it even worse. And it, I just, it doesn't make sense. It's, no. Apparently, it's, an Al it's a Premier League rule that's coming in, which makes no sense. Really? So, imagine no. being going to a to a. Oh, I'm, I'm going to say not in a forest game, and being told, mm -hmm. "Oh yeah, you can't bring a bag in." Imagine going that you've come all the way from, say, Newcastle down to Nottingham Forest for the day. Yeah, that's mad. It doesn't make sense. They, 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 they can't justify that in any way. They cannot justify that in any way. You know, and I know that they say, "Well, you know, it takes time to search the bags. It takes longer time, so it takes people longer to get in." Well, I'm sorry, just put more people on the staff, then put more. Put more stewards in to search the bags. Don't say people can't bring bags. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely. It's. I mean, at the Euros they started doing, it, didn't they? Because the rule in the Euros was you had to have a bag A4 size. Wasn't it? you couldn't you couldn't bring bags bigger than A4 size to the Euros, which I thought was ridiculous anyway. For that, um, but the fact that they're now doing it is coming creeping into football everywhere. It's just I just I just, I can't believe it. Really, it's just annoying. It annoys me. You know, we travel to games and you, you've got stuff with you. Of course you have. You know, you, you can't, like, not have anything. You know what I mean? Who travels to a game with nothing? What they expect you just to put your phone in your pocket and that's it. Don't have anything else. You know, what? It's phone and your wallet. That's all they want. Yeah, it's, just, it's just madness and it's got it's to great. stop. And I think, as football fans, we all need to come together and say we're not accepting this. We're not going to be treated like this anymore. Yes. We are not going to be treated like this. We are human beings. We're here to watch football. So yeah. let us watch football. And if that means we've got to take some stuff with us because we're going... Like, and like you said, Andreas getting a flight back afterwards. What's he meant to do? Do you know what I mean? We're going to, to put his bag, all his stuff in. We're going straight on a flight afterwards. It's crazy. <laughs> you can't even have lockers over there. So that even makes it even worse. You can't even... Yeah. Just it's, honestly, it's, it's, I mean, to be fair, when we was at the Tottenham game, that they, you know, it did take a long time for get bags to get searched. It did, and we had our bags searched twice. Once we, at the bottom of the stairs before we went up, and then once in, at the time, like, I've just had it searched. You know what I mean? What well, you'll search it again for? But that's what they do. Fair enough. Search me bag. I'm not bothered. I've got nothing in there other than my camera. But um, <laughs> they can't. They shouldn't. You shouldn't be treated like that as as a football fan. You shouldn't be, and it's ridiculous. You know, if, if you want to sit in the road because you, you don't like people using oil, that's fine. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll let you get away with that, but you can't bring a bag into a football stadium with with your with your phone in and with the camera in. Do you know what I mean? It's like, come on, look look at it sensibly. Treat us like human beings because you know that's what we are, and we, we deserve to be treated better if we go to football. Um, anyway, um, 
Emma, obviously Liverpool, what are you? I mean, Matt's actually, I'm quite liking this new optimistic Matt, actually. He's predicting wins right left and centre all season so far. I can't believe what's going on. <laughs> I'm the Leon game, game where I've predicted I've got the one part wrong, just on the wrong team. Well, I, I think I think there's a theory for that. Well, basically, I think because it was first season since first season under Jonas, we didn't know what to expect. So I'll forgive him for that. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. He's, <laughs> well, he's, by the end of the season, we knew what to expect, didn't we? He's part of the family, so yeah, we'll forgive him. But yeah, now as I was saying, going back to Liverpool, you can't take anything for granted. Yeah, I remember the last time they were at WSL when um, when they were controversially relegated. Let's see, because remember the season was decided on. Points per game. Yeah, they gave us two very good games that season. We only beat them one nil at Meadow Park. Yeah, they had effort cleared off the line, and in the return fixture, needed the late Viv header to win that three two. So, I mean, yeah. they do have some pedigree. And yes, whilst they've been a bit misfiring of late, um, at least they've had a nice shots on target. Yeah, but um, they will definitely cause us problems, as Matt was rightly saying with Megan Campbell's long throw. They've got some good players in Mel Lawley, Carla Humphrey. The big mm-hmm. blow for them is probably I think the Kiernan because she was doing quite well for them as well last season. But um, and into this season as well, but I don't think we've really got anything to fear. We can impose ourselves with whatever formation, and uh, I think we're more than capable of being them comfortably. It's just a question of whether we can just be a bit more clinical in front of goal and not be a slop guy, get as sloppy as we, we were against Reading. So, whilst we can't take anything for granted, I think we should go into that game feeling confident picking up another three points, and particularly as it's a nice, nice record we have going of 11 wins in a row, only faced. In that um, time, just ten shots on target, and nine clean sheets. So yeah, there's there's a lot to like, but uh, but we can as ever not underestimate the opposition. Obviously, no, we can't afford to uh, um, underestimate anybody. Uh, we, no. we saw that last season. Well, not that we underestimated Birmingham, but we saw that you know you, you can lose to anybody if you don't play right on it. Don't get your your game plan right on on the day. Um, What's your squad prediction then, Andreas? Obviously, you said you expect us to win. Matt's gone for 3-0, which is good. What, what are you expecting? And do you think it's going to be as, as comfortable as that? Um, uh, I'm, I think uh, we will lose our record with the clean sheets. We will uh, oh. concede uh, and, and get one kill from Liverpool, but we will win 3-1. 3-1, OK. I mean, yeah, is that... Obviously, um, Manu Zinsberg got the record for clean sheets in a row, didn't she, at the Reading game? And... Yeah, let's I'll see if she can extend. It'd be nice if we can extend that a little bit further. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, Matt's right. Liverpool are a threat from set pieces, you know, and we don't have, our, as we've said, we've got our defenders missing. It's going to be tough, but um, I mean, I'll take a free one. A little bit more comfortable than last week. Maybe a little bit more relaxed at the end, hopefully. Um, Emma, what, what's your prediction and what are you going for in this one? Yeah. I think we, we, we're flying high end. You know, the confidence will be right up there after the win and uh, against Leon and we don't look like a city yeah they've got threats and all that but I can see you see a repeat of last season's FA Cup so I'll happily go straight and say I think we're going to win this 4-0 4-0 I love that good good 4-0 that's what I like to see um, Regenda says yeah, we shouldn't be worried about Liverpool well we, we're not worried about Liverpool but you need to be cautious don't you because every team's got a threat and a danger and if you don't take that threat seriously it can come back and bite you as, you know we've seen it ourselves elsewhere um, John says they're ready and were allowed back into the game, so Liverpool uh, will have watched this and it'll be a tough game. No, exactly, yeah. I mean, if we if we only get one goal and it's only one nil, you know, Liverpool from their set pieces are always going to be dangerous. So yeah, we need to. What we need to do this week is if we do get the first goal, go one nil up. We need to we need to kill the game off. That's what we need yes. to do. Um, I don't want to be hanging on again because that was that was quite stressful last week. Was very you know, if I had any hair, I would have been pulling it out. Quite <laughs> <laughs> that was 
that was a tough day actually, but we got two wins. <laughs> I didn't remind you. Um, so yeah, um, John says there, um, you have to, have to go for an Arsenal win. Yeah, we've got to go for an Arsenal win, of course, we would expect to be. But Jamie says there, Emirates do have a bag we can bring, um, especially because of the family. Yeah, I think you can bring a bag, but it has to be only up to a certain size. I think there's a size regulation, mm. isn't there? Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's A4 now, whereas Liverpool, it was like A5, which yeah. is. Well, A5, basically, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's oh, about that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, absolute mad. Terry says, yeah, as long as you uh, don't mm -hmm. take a Magnum and just take a normal handgun, you should be <laughs> right. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, stuff, it, stuff it down your socks, you might get away with it. Um, John says, yeah, why, why, um, why is there that policy? If they want families to Absolutely. go to games, um, you're not going to bring them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they've got that policy. It started, I only first noticed it in the Euros when all the things were going out, you know, you had to bring, you could only have an A4 size bag. So normally, um, your partner would take um, a bigger bag, which always has done. But obviously for the Euros, we didn't. She didn't take a bag at all. I took my little camera bag and that was it. And it's like mad that you can't, you know, there doesn't seem to be any, any reason for it that we know of, other than they're just trying to, they're treating football fans again like second-class citizens as, as we've been treated for decades, unfortunately. That, but they get away with it, don't they? You can do okay. it you like because football fans don't matter as far as they're concerned treat them like anything did anyone um, else find it funny that they were telling people that they had to take off the uh, bottle lids <laughs> yeah well, I know. And, but everyone was like oh you know what just put a put a couple in your pockets and and seal yeah. them back up it was just they didn't even check the bottle lids no it's, absolute, it's absolute cra crazy isn't it it is crazy but anyway um you know I suppose at least now we kind of know what the policy is, but I don't think we should accept it as as, as football fans. We should say, no, we're not, you know, <laughs> we're not here to do anything other than when we want to watch the football. And if no. you want to bring a few things with us, like like John said there, some snacks for the kids and whatever, you know what I mean? You, you've, yeah, got to yeah. be to, you've got to be able to do that. You've got Harry to. Harry is going to be at the game as well, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see um, if I can get hold of him. Uh, because... It'll be interesting to see what he would, his thoughts would be on this sorts of things. He always brings his daughters to the games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not right, is it really? Um, the general says there um, we might score a few more goals. Like <laughs> well, I mean, the general did predict five or six against Leon, so maybe he might be right again. Who knows? Um, Terry says there um, whooping coming on Sunday for Liverpool. Only six if they're lucky. <laughs> Well, you see, I don't know. You see, Terry's got six nil easy win. Oh, I don't know about six nil, but anyway, um, Jim says there, it takes too long to queue up yes, and buy stuff at the stadium. Well, no, you're right, absolutely, it does. I mean, that, that Tottenham game is ridiculous. You couldn't get a, you couldn't get anything at half time, just pointless yeah. because the queues are massive. So I went down for two minutes, saw the queue, and thought, no, I won't bother, and went back. Because if you had your own stuff with you in your bag, you could just you wouldn't need to bother with you. But they want you to spend money in the ground, probably that's mm -hmm. what it is. They want you to spend money on their tat like 10 pounds for a little bag of crisp or something. Um, anyway. Uh, Regina says, uh, "Yeah, how, how how do you deal with hungry kids? Uh, yeah, how do you exactly? That's ridiculous." Yeah. Um, Regina says, uh, "What um, what's the game on? Uh, the, it starts at twelve o'clock, doesn't it? Yeah, the twelve uh, o'clock. Yeah, early, it's an early one. Um, so it's an early start on Sunday. Obviously, it won't be too early for Matt because he's only around. How far away do you live from the ground then? From so, if it take it, it only takes me about forty minutes if I walk. If I was to take the oh, bus, really? it would take about fifteen. Nice. Oh wow, really close." Excellent. So uh, is it local? Right in the middle of the Wirral Peninsula, roughly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I've been to I've been to their ground before, uh, Tramier's ground. So yeah, it's uh, if if you're driving there, it's a bit of a you got to go through the Mersey Tunnel, haven't you, to get there? 
it depends really because you uh, know if you're coming from the in from the north you have to go through liverpool but if if yeah. you're um you can sort of avoid it and go around it, it it sort of depends where you're coming from really if you're coming from london you don't need to go through the tunnel no yeah, obviously well, the last time i went there i was always coming from up north downwards and i had to go through the mersey tunnel which which was fun so um but yeah it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be good in it i'm sure you'll have a i'm sure you'll have a, a good day out anyway and hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get a good victory i think we'll win i think we'll win pretty comfortably actually i mean I quite like Amar's four nil. Uh, Amar's four nil. Actually, I might go with that. I do think that we'll be we'll be buzzing. We'll be confident after the other night, and I think we've got far too much quality in our team for Liverpool to deal with. And uh, yeah, Matt will enjoy it. I'm sure if we do beat them four nil, because uh, be a mm. nice little, nice little trip home, won't it? Um, and of course, after Liverpool, we are back at the Emirates. Actually, in Champions League action, what a great experience that is going to be for everyone. <laughs> Now, I don't know what the ticket sales are for their game against Zurich. I'm guessing it's not going to be that many, is it? You know, maybe five, six thousand, perhaps. I don't know. But even so, it's still a great experience for the players to be playing at the Emirates again. Another game, one of many that we've got this season. And again, it should be a game that we should be confident of winning. Zurich are the weakest team in the group. We know that. Um, and, you know, Juventus beat them last week fairly easily. Um so we should be favourites. I mean, are you expecting um, a few changes to the team, Andreas, for the Zurich game? Or do you think it will be pretty similar to what we've been seeing? Because there hasn't been many changes, has there, for the, for the starting team so far? Uh, it's it's difficult. We, uh, we discussed this uh, during the Euros and saw that uh, Serena decided to keep the momentum. And I think uh, Jonas will, will do the same. Uh, maybe one or two changes. Um, yeah, uh, it depends on on the Liverpool game and uh, hopefully no injuries. Uh, but uh, the the chance of of uh, going up in the group with six points is is so big with with a home match against probably weakest team in the group. So uh, I'm sure we don't want to waste this chance and want to to win comfortably in in the Emirates uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Normally, it could be no problem, but well, it's it's football, and every match starts with a nil-nil. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope that there will be seven, eight thousand. It would be fantastic to, to have ten thousand in in the Emirates. Maybe after this uh, match in Lyon, people would say, "Ah, oh, well, uh, maybe I should go to the stadium and watch and watch what the girls are doing. They they seem to be good." Though. So uh, that's that's my hope. Uh, yeah, then yeah, let's let's bring the match home and then collect three points. I think we'll win three nil against Zurich. Uh, this would be more than enough. And uh, then and then watch what uh, what Lyon and Juve are doing. Maybe they do us a favor and draw. Uh, yeah, and, I mean a draw wouldn't be a bad result, would it? Because then we'd be clear at the top, wouldn't we? Um, but I'm kind of thinking if Leon lose, they're under big pressure, then, aren't they? To, to, uh, no points after two games. That'll really. We're going to draw. We're going to draw. <laughs> uh, I mean, you'd imagine Leon will beat Zurich twice, so that's six points for him anyway, there, isn't it? And then it's going to come down to the return away in Juventus and the return against us. So that, that I would have hung Juventus, sorry, and obviously when they play us at the Emirates. So it could be quite interesting there. But yeah, we should beat Zurich, shouldn't we? I'm not overly 
concerned about the result. Um, just want to see a good game, want to see us play well. Yeah, it'd be nice if there is 10,000. I, I don't think there will be, though. I've got a feeling, you know, I just think the crowd might not be up to much, unfortunately. Um, I think it was a risk playing the three group games at the Emirates because how attractive they were going to be. Certainly, at least one of them was never going to be an attractive game, which is this one. You know, it might have been better to have saved one or two Emirates games for later stages of the Champions League like they did last year and hope that you get a bigger crowd. I mean, they might do that anyway, perhaps, add, add an extra one in maybe. But, yeah, it's, maybe this game would have been better off in at Meadow Park, if we're totally honest. You know, it would have been a lot more compact. You know, the crowd would have been closer together. It would have been a better atmosphere. Um, but, anyway, um, you know, it, it's a, good for the players to play at the Emirates anyway. Again, I suppose it gets them used to it more because we've got some big games to play there. Um, this this season, haven't we? So, um, I mean, Matt, what you're anticipating from Zurich, you know, it's going to be a strange atmosphere, isn't it? Because it is going to be a small crowd, you'd imagine. Yeah, and I was just looking it up. They haven't actually added anything to the original location. So, 16 to, I believe it's 19 as the blocks that they've got at the moment. Nothing, no other blocks have been added. So, I, I assume that I think Arsenal or Arsenal, the men are actually playing. Uh, yeah, afterwards, the early, the early. Oh, yeah, before the men are playing first, aren't they? Yeah. And then yeah, uh, away really... in Zurich, and then we've got the women at the Emirates. So it's a very odd thing for it to happen. So maybe that's played a part in it. Uh, um, I'm just hmm. going through Zurich's squad at the moment, and they've got a lot of the Swiss and Austrian sort of players. Yeah, uh, Fabian Hamm, who scored the winner against Wales. Oh, right, um, mm. They've got a 15-year-old uh, forward called Leela Egley. I'm, I'm going to say that's probably not how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> well, it's a good try. I, but I'm going to be. I, I think these are. I think the, it's a really, really in interesting team. It's almost like they're Hoffenheim sort of site in terms of like ages. Uh, quite young, quite young team. The oldest player there is uh, Vanessa Bernayer. I've even butchered that one. Um, a, tw- a 34-year-old from Switzerland defender. Um, the only German, I don't know if Andreas might know her, uh, Olivia Voss, Voss of uh, 23-year-olds that plays for them. But there's a, there's a few players in there that we may, not, may know. Some players that Leah and Noel and mm. Manu and <laughs> Laura are going to know a little bit better. So I think it will be an interesting game. Um, mm. Just on their league form as well, they've, they're third in the table at the moment. Um, they've, they've won four and lost two. But even when they, like, they've lost game, they've won games like 5-3, 4-1, 8-0. Uh, they lost games like two nils there, so there. It seems it's going to be a interesting one. I, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those ones where we don't know much about them, but there might be a player that maybe sparks that interest, like Laura did last season, and got a, right. Okay, we want to sign up in the January mm. window. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to this one because it helps improve that that knowledge because the again. These are one of the reasons why we love the Champions League because we're getting to know some of these players that we wouldn't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's it's good to be there as well. Unfortunately, 
it's, it's a bit annoying that they're putting it at times where although it's eight o'clock and yes it's not on the school night because the half term yeah yeah uh, on it it's another one where you thought well can the locals go or would the locals go it's it would be quite nice but you never know i'm, I'm i have a feeling that we're gonna have maybe eight thousand there if we're lucky yeah no, but I mean, yeah, I think eight thousand would be a good crowd for the game. Actually, if it was eight thousand, I think that'd be a good result. I mean, it was only five thousand at Wolfsburg game last year. I know it was different circumstances around that. Um, but Daniel says there, it's too late, six thirty, a better start. Yeah, no, I agree. He says families need to get kids to bed. I don't think that's, that's an issue. Starting at eight o'clock on a, on a, yes, it is half term. Most places in London are half term, so it's not a school night as such. But even so, you know, if you've got younger kids. It's going to be 10 o'clock when the game finishes by the time you get home. You know, it's a, it's a late night, isn't it? And, yeah, it's not ideal. Maybe they're, you know, if they want to attract families to these games, they maybe should start them all at 6 o'clock or half 6 or whatever. You know, play them games. to be able to allow families to go, maybe. But, yeah, um, it's probably not ideal. And I, I just feel as though this game hasn't been publicised particularly well either. They've not really put a lot into pushing this one in particular because it is the least attractive game. Maybe for this one they should have put reduced price tickets or you know give them out to schools and stuff like that just to try to get more people in the ground maybe you know to actually before I forget I think there's also train there's going to be train issues as well I think isn't that one yeah. of the problems with this oh, is game? there another train strike is there oh that would be I great. Know, train strike or but I think there's problems with there? the train oh. links. Oh, that's not good, is it? Anyway, well, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm not expecting a, a big crowd, unfortunately. But it should be a good game, as you said. It's good to see these different teams, isn't it? See some different players and experience yeah. some different stuff as well as as the WSL players, which we're a bit more used to. I mean, Emma, what are you anticipating for that? Are you going on? Because you sort of got your season ticket. Are you going on? For, uh, for no, that? I don't think Champions League games are included as part of the membership. You have to pay separately for them. Oh, you get yeah. a code, boy. Huh? You get a code. So, uh, so oh, I've got codes for the Manchester United and Chelsea games, but not for the Champions no, League. No, you should have a code to say, oh, by the way, the cha- for the Champions League code, oh, when you play uh, each of so. I'll, oh. I'll probably be watching on the zone again. But yeah, no, I, they did make life difficult for more following for Juventus until about deep in the second half, and eventually Juventus is quite shown. He had the mm. weakest deep in the group, but hopefully, it depends. I suppose it depends a bit on how we do on Sunday, but. If we've got a comfortable win, and if we come if we're coming off a comfortable win, or and then we should be confident of beating them. But yeah, being, hopefully they'll uh, they'll use whatever crowds there, get behind them, and yeah, and I think I'm expecting another comfortable win. I think three nils for those what I would have gone for as well. So yeah, no, I mean we'll see what happens, but let's um, you can never, as I always say, never underestimate the opposition. But we should be fairly confident of winning comfortably. Yeah, we should, obviously. Um, Andreas went 3 now. You've gone 3 now. Matt, what was your score prediction for Zurich? Oof. Um, this is the problem, isn't it? Because usually when we play these sorts of sides, we usually give away like their first ever Champions League go- uh, goal. So, yeah, probably, yeah. I would imagine Zurich would at least get one. So, I'd probably say 2-1. Two, 2-1? One. Two, one. Wow. Okay. I mean, I suppose that's still optimistic for you, generally. So, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 um, I, I actually feel that we... Are going to win this game quite comfortably, actually. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we scored five again, maybe five. Nil. I, I just think that you know, Zurich are the weakest team, it's a big pitch at the Emirates, they probably won't be used to playing on a surface like that. 
Uh, and I think that we'll be far too strong for them, and I think we'll beat them quite comfortably. Um, John says there, Sky was showing Reading versus Arsenal freeview last yeah, week. Yeah, no, what Sky do is um, every single WSL game that they have on Sky Sports, they do show on Sky Showcase. That's so if right. You've got, That's right. If you've got the Sky TV package, but you don't have the Sky Sports, all the WSL games that are on Sky are on Sky Showcase. So they were last season, they have been this season. Um, so that that is good, yeah. Um, that's how I, I've been watching them actually on Sky Showcase the l- last couple of years because I don't subscribe to Sky Sports because I don't like it and I refuse <laughs> to pay and all that money. So, yeah, it is good that they are on there, yeah. So, um, obviously, I think our game on Sundays on BBC, isn't it? So, it that, is on that's the BBC, and obviously, the Champions League games are on Dazzle on YouTube, so they're free to watch as well. So, if you want to watch them, they're available, which is great. Um, so yeah, Terry's gone for a 5 1, which is fine. Rajendra's quite confident. He's gone 9 0. I'm not sure if it was 9 0, but I didn't think we'd score five against Leon. So who knows? Maybe he'd be right. Um, and John's gone 3 1. 3 1 will be fine. We'll, we'll all settle for 3 1, and that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Um, so yeah, I think we're all confident of another week of victories for, for Arsenal again. We, we've had a few good weeks of victories. I think we're expecting another one. Um, not maybe as big a test this week as we had last week, but. Um, you know, as we've said, don't underestimate anybody. We still need to be up for the game, play as well as we can and, and make sure that we do get the right result. Uh, Terry says, yeah, Richard actually agree on something at last. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll score five. You say five, one, I'll go five, nil, though, because I don't think we'll concede. Um, Regina says, yeah, we need to show that we are one better than Barcelona. Well, yeah, they scored nine the other night, didn't they, actually, against uh, Benfica. So we know they're going to be strong again, but, you know. If we play them later on, we, we'll be better than we were last year against them. That's for certain. Who knows? Um, we, you never know. Right. We have got our last little section to do of the week, which is, of course, Amar takes centre stage for his special uh, his special little section. So he said he's got a good one this week. So we're looking forward to this. As, as yeah. usual, they're normally pretty good. So we will. I'll just get a bit of paper ready in case I need a bit of paper. Right. Go on, Emma. Give us your yeah. So, yeah, so your... this week's Chotai's challenge is I've decided to call it from now on because I just thought that's quite catchy. Yes, so, yeah. So Arsenal, Arsenal's uh, are well known as the only English team to have won the Champions League, or as it was known back in the day as the UEFA Women's Cup in 2007. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to know, well, um, which country was the team they beat in the final? From which country was the team they beat in the final? Yeah. Who scored, who scored the only goal over the two legs? <laughs> and or, and part three, which current, which former WSL player and current Champions League player played in that game? Well, we know the first two. I think everybody should know the first two answers. I, um, I failed to uh, I failed to spell it. So yeah, yeah. which country? Yeah, which country are you from? Uh, was, who scored the was... winning? Who scored the only goal of the two legs? And which current and former, which former WSL player and current Champions League forward played in that game? Well, obviously it was Sweden and Alex Scott that got the goal. Yeah. We all That's know great. that. Um, yeah. Part three. What a goal that was, actually, by the way. It was right. a great goal. Let's go through WSL players that have played. A, play, play. a player that's currently playing the WSL. For which a player that's played in the W, former a player that's formerly played in WSL but currently plays for a Champions League club. Mm. Oh, okay, right, okay. So not in the WSL now. A former WSL player, but 
still plays in the Champions League. And she was a part of that game? She was a part of that game, correct. Right, okay, so you're talking about a, a, a youngster playing for Sweden. then. Could have been an Arsenal player, a, a younger Arsenal player who played perhaps and is now playing somewhere else in the Champions League. I think I'm, uh, I am going to put some down, but I think they're wrong. It isn't... Um, no, 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 no. no. I, was thinking, I was thinking of um, Caroline Sager, but she probably hasn't played in the WSL, has she? Doesn't have to be... No, she hasn't, no, sorry, she hasn't played in the WSL, nor has she. So that rules them too well. Um you know, I can't remember who played for that. Umar, oh, called Umar, whatever their, their name is. Umea, Umea. I think she's too too. Umea. Oh, it's too late. Know. I was going to say Ashala. No, it's not Ashala. No, she would. She would. She would have been. She wouldn't have been playing at Arsenal then, two thousand seven. Trying to remember that team actually. Yeah, I'm trying to remember them all. Who was the goalkeeper? Um, was it Emma Byrne? It was Emma Byrne. Yeah. This is the problem, is that either a lot of them have now retired or... Yeah, well, so a lot of them have retired. Well, most of them have retired, haven't they? So it will be a player who was pretty young then, because you think that's what, um, 15 years ago, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it'd be someone who must have been maybe 19, 20 or a bit younger to still be playing now in the Champions League. So, so one of the Champions League clubs. someone winning their 30s then. someone winning their 30s now, yeah. So. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say Heather O'Reilly. Oh, no, it's not Heather O'Reilly. That was a good shout, actually. Not a bad shout. She did I, actually make the USA for the World Cup that year, but no, it's not Heather O'Reilly. I'd be pretty impressed if you get this, to be fair. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to Have we got any like nationalities or... No, I'll give, give that. If I give that, would be a give me. No, if I okay. tell you the country she was from, but doesn't necessarily have. I mean, I, I suppose it, in a way you, you could say Emma Hayes because she was part of the Arsenal group and mm. she's now in the Champions League with Chelsea. So, yeah, but yeah, so she didn't play though, did she? But she she was one of our coaches at the time. Um, is she well known? She's very well known. I would say yeah, she's well known. Okay. I'm not going to give too much away, otherwise I think you'll get it. <laughs> it's well known. Did you say forwards? Yeah, former former WSL forward and that currently plays for a Champions League club. Right. Okay. So that that definitely well it doesn't rule out both of them, but I know they would have been the wrong stab in the darks to. Um, I would have gone Ada Hederberg, but she hasn't played in WSL or Rolfo, and Rolfo hasn't played in WSL either. So they're both Rolfo wrong. wouldn't have wouldn't have played then would she no, he's 24 isn't she so yeah she'd have been about eight years old when when <laughs> the champions league um, 28 she's been should have been 10 if she was a fridolino role for yeah yeah she would have been young yeah yeah this is, this is the thing isn't it it's trying to god this is a who was that forward in that game um that's oh. necessary to remember is it no, Alan no, Wright? I'm just ruling people out rather yeah, than yeah. anything else at the minute. I'm trying to. I think I'm getting this wrong. I think Ellen White was one of the forwards, but I think that's wrong. Mm, I don't think so. Actually, uh, might have been actually. 
Yeah, Karen Carney was, but she was a midfielder. She's not playing there anyway, so it wouldn't be a. I'm just trying to picture. picture yeah, you're trying thing. to go through them all, aren't you? It's just right now. I mean, I wouldn't have a clue who was playing for that Swedish team necessarily, but obviously yeah. it's somebody who's played in. So I think some Swedes that's played in the WSL. Amar, is she playing for PSG right now? Oh. He's got it, hasn't he? He's, He's got, got it. it. Who is it, Andreas? Go on. I, I got it. Uh, it's Ramona Backman. It is Ramona Backman. Ramona yeah. Backman. Oh, Ramona what a great shout. She must be very, very young at this she time. She was 16. She came oh, on the bench no. in both games. I seem to remember she hit the woodwork in the second leg as well. She was 16 at the time. Okay. 16. Wow. Brilliant stuff. Ramona back. Backman. How did you work that one out? I'm going to get. Yeah. She was uh Chelsea for, for so That's many correct. Yeah, Chelsea yeah, was the answer. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Good effort that Andreas. Wow. I, I've never I don't think I'd ever have got that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have assumed she'd have been playing in two thousand and seven. If you want to know our lineup from that day, it was Emma Burning Gold. The defenders were Mary Phillip, Alex Scott, Katie Chapman, Anita Santi. Yeah. Ludlow Grant, Yankee Sanderson. Sanderson, yeah, of course. Judy Fleeting, Karen Carney. Yeah. And then you had the oh, likes of the Jim... Sanderson, yeah, I forgot about her. You had Faye White, you had Gemma Davison, Jimmy Flaherty, and Becky Spencer, amongst others, on the bench. Yeah. But what a great team that was, by the way. That that's, yeah. that brings back some memories, doesn't it? What a great side that was. And then you had team with players like Marta Ren Backman and Hannah Youngberg Youngberg got in uh Yeah, in Lundberg was playing for them. I remember her, yeah. She was good actually, weren't she? Marta, yeah, Brazilian, yeah, she, she was good as well. Yeah, it's very odd though, because you don't think of Marta playing in Europe, you think you're playing over in the US, and yeah, I don't even remember how old she is, but I, I think she's got to be aiming for that. Oh, she'll be well in her 30s, Marta probably made nearly 40, isn't she? Now, I think she's aiming for the in these uh, recent times, uh, the Scandinavian teams were really competitive in Europe. And uh, I think the more uh, money is in the game, they, they don't have a chance. Yeah, he's 36 and he's playing for Orlando Pride in the NWSL, so there you go. I'll tell you what, though, it does annoy me that we do not have a Champions League one on a badge. It just has the regular Champions League badge. It's... Uh, it wasn't the we have like a star on our we have a star on our top, shouldn't we? To say that we, we should, won't. yeah, we should have a big like, gold uh, star. We should like be certain other clubs do. I won't uh point them out because I mm -hmm. like, might make Andros very angry. All Champions League in these days, it was European European Cup or, or something, European like Women's Cup. yeah. The European Women's Cup was there, it was, it was cool, yeah. yeah. It's the it's same really competition, weird. isn't it? So it's fine. We have. You know what? Weird. It is really weird as well because you go on the um, design channel as well, and when they open, it still has Arsenal LFC. <laughs> yeah. Instead, so <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird detail to have that you used to have <laughs> LFC on a trophy. Yeah. Yeah, we need to win it again. That's what we need to do. We need to win it this season. Then, yeah. But then, does that count as one or does that count as two? Because they haven't counted the first one. 
No, it'll be two, won't it? It'll, it'll be two then, because it's the well, same competition, isn't it? It's just sort of changed its name and it's been rebranded. We, we do need a song. Yeah, no. need, um, well, well done, Andres. Again, that was impressive. Yeah, and I'm just saying, wow, it's big week for Bayern as well. They've got Wolfsburg in the... What do they call that? Are they called, if they called um, Dortmund against Bayern, the Klassiker in the, in the Bundesliga, what do they call the Wolfsburg-Bayern game in the women's? Is there a nickname for that? No, it's it's not called the Klassiker, no. <laughs> No, no, I it's, thought it would be something similar to the Dortmund Bayern or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's only the, the top match of, of the... Uh, Huge. They haven't conceded, and then they got Benfica. Unfortunately, it's at the same time as the Arsenal game, so it's a bit good for Bayern as well. Hmm. well I read yeah. also playing the Barcelona game in the Champions League at the camp now as well, so that's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the home uh, match is in the Allianz Arena. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, I've decided. Yes. Yeah, no, that's going to be some special weeks. Maybe that's my homework then. Try and get like some sort of chant going about. I know we've got the men's one of um, our version of LALA. Maybe try and do a, a Champions of Europe sort of one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. It'd definitely be good. Uh, John says, uh, I'm no good at sports quizzes. I start questions in quizzes, but I always yeah. do at watching the chase. They get any Yeah, I, I love quiz shows on the telly. I watch them all. Um, yeah, I, I like the chase actually. The chase is good, yeah. Mm. And he wants to be a millionaire. That's back actually. He wants to be a millionaire. It's back, isn't it? With um, Jeremy Clarkson doing it now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to actually have uh, accepting applications for that. I'll just do it up before January. So I'm going to try and apply for that again. Oh, yeah. Go on, get on there. That'd be good. We'd like to see you on there. I'll be on Pointless. I've been on Countdown. So why not? Who wants to be a millionaire? You've been on Countdown, have you? Yeah, I've been on Countdown. Yeah. When was that? I have to, I have to watch that. Six, years. <laughs> six years ago. Six years ago. Was it really? Yeah, they've been still doing it then. Oh no, no, no! Gosh, no! The, the Rachel Riley does it now. Yeah, I know she does it now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was on. Yeah, it would have been I Rachel Riley. I was then. I ran into a six-time winner and I only scored twenty-nine points. So yeah, that was pretty damning for me. But wow, great stuff! But there is a site where you can actually join if you join for twenty pounds a year, and you can play against players who have been on the show and and really brush up your skills. And and if you and uh, that's what I'm on at the moment. So yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Well, that's, but it's really good. Wow. Interesting that you've got TV debuts as well. Because uh, <laughs> there are there are places where you can get on for free. Uh, pointless to do it. And, but I, I go with a friend. Or, yeah. If you're yeah. on TV, then you, they don't really turn around to you and say, oh, um, you're not allowed on this one because you've already been on another. But if you've been on two ones and different ones and uh, different... TV companies and it might be different. Yeah, Boyless was different, but I went on with a countdown friend, a friend of mine who I knew who had been on countdown, and we were we got two goes. We got to the semi final, or it was the, got to nearly the end on the second go, which was pretty good. But yeah, there's all kinds oh. of different questions on there. Fantastic stuff, brilliant. I, I do like a good quiz, like so. It's, I, like, I like to, I like watching them on the telly, so it's good that, um, you know, to watch out for you, popping yeah. up, popping up again. Uh, I tell don't you, know. There he yeah, says, he says we, we can't have a have a star because it would put the men's team to shame. That's true, it would like. And yeah. I think that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting until the men's team win the Champions League. Then they can put a star on a kit, and the women can wear the same kit, and it'll be fine. Then I think that's what we're waiting for. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Right. Of course, Campbell couldn't catch a break, could he? Every time he goes and scores a winning goal, it was either offside or a foul. And the one time it was legitimate, they go and lose the final. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Poor Manuel. Well, I still, I still get angry with uh, Al Munia because he can't guard his front post. Yeah, he was terrible. Uh, I mean, 
He was Some one of the worst goalkeepers we've ever had, I think. He cost oh, us man. he cost us about two league titles. He cost us a Champions League fight. <laughs> he cost us loads of things, Almunia. He was terrible. He could be no, I, I, tell you, I tell you who was worse than Manuel Almunia. He wasn't very good. And remember, there was many years ago when we were playing Portsmouth away on a game, I remember at Christmas time. I can't remember what year this was, but they were all shouting England's number one. I'm like, what the hell? Where did you get that from? Why was that that game? Tony Adams was manager. He was, that's right. He was. It was Neil, it was okay. a new little draw. No, I, I, Arsenal won that game. I think I, it was 3 0 at the time, but I don't remember. I just remember like a lot of people went to that game because it was Tony Adams. Tony Adams, yeah, he was manager of Portsmouth briefly. Yeah, that's right. He was, yeah. I'd say I'd say our worst ever goalkeeper. There was many one guy many years ago. I don't know what happened to him. It was called there was a guy called Richard Wright. He used to make a oh, I remember him. He was he was terrible, yeah. He literally was. He was Richard Wrong, wasn't he? He was a wrong goalkeeper for us. Certainly, he was the last time he was playing was he was playing at Man City, where this was when they got the money. Like this was a couple yeah. of years ago, and he was just basically there to keep the English quota up. Yeah, just sat on the bench. We've had some. Remember the likes of well, what I remember, what I remember about Richard Wright was he he played in goal for us. We won the double. He played a few games because David Seaman got injured, and then. A couple of years later, or it might have been the season after, he came. He was playing for Everton. He came back to Highbury to play for Everton, and we beat him seven 0 And he was in goal, and I was laughing so much. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you were that, you were, you were so bad for us. And we just put seven goals past you. I mean, we were a good team then, but even so, he's actually the was... goalkeeping coach for Man City now. Believe it or not, he's not. He is. He he's is. coaching Edison. Richard Wright is coaching Edison to be a goalkeeper. Is he taking it? He's a real laugh. Edison will be laughing at him. What do you know about goalkeeping, mate? I saw you play for Arsenal. You were terrible. Yeah. That's funny that actually. That's my mind. Even Alex Manninger, Alex Manninger and the likes of Romy Sharban, Stuart Taylor, they're all better than him. Right. Oh, well, Manning, Manning Manning was good. Was guy. He's he's Manning Manning was decent, yeah. With Arsenal fans now. Yeah. Alex Manninger was a good goalkeeper. I liked him. Um John says there, yeah, Almunia was jinxed. I don't know if he was jinxed. He was just terrible. He was Something literally was. terrible. And he, he, he was number one goalkeeper, wasn't he? He played nearly every single game. And so many big games. Do you remember that Manchester United game, semi-final of Champions League, where he let in that free kick from Ronaldo from about 40 oh, yards yeah. at his near post? He's like, I could have saved that. He literally had four hours <laughs> coming towards you and you just let yeah. it go past you. He's like, what were you doing? He was terrible. Almunia, literally, I just, I can't even, I don't even like looking at him. Every time I look at him, he, he makes me angry. Because of how many games he cost us. We should have won about four or five more trophies if it weren't for him. If we had a better goalie, we'd have won yeah. the league about two more really times. Yeah. We'd have won the Champions League. We'd have won so many more things. He reminds me of um, Fabian Flapahansky. Like every time. Yeah, but he was all right, though. I think he was all right. He won us the FA Cup a couple of times, Fabianski. Yeah, I quite liked him. I think he's, yeah. I think he's a good goalkeeper for West Ham as well. Ben Leno, ben all Leno my memories right. of him is to literally, every time the ball would come from across, he would just flap at it and well yeah he, he was a bit flappy um, yeah that's true um, he was apparently, uh, he was uh, all right and it, the funny thing was Almunia was number one and, and Fabianski was number two it's like well Fabianski is better than Almunia so why on earth is Almunia number one how did he get that job how much did he pay Arsene Wenger to pick him every single week because he was absolutely terrible and I'll never forgive him for being that bad um John says, yeah, what are your thoughts on Lehman? Well, oh, Lehman yeah. just, uh, was just completely crazy, wasn't he? Let's be honest. He was a very, very good goalkeeper. I mean, Andreas, obviously you'll know a lot about Jens Lehman. Um, obviously, um, he was a great goalkeeper, wasn't he? But he was a bit crazy, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> football player, he was very good. Very good goalkeeper. He had a great tournament in 2006 when he was uh, Germany's yeah. number one. Yeah, he was, yeah. uh, as a 
person. He was uh, a bit crazy and he did crazy things. And and even after his football career, in some interviews, he was uh, yeah, saying crazy things. And I, <laughs> I don't think that he's the most intelligent person. Just. Uh, <laughs> No, he probably wasn't, yeah, but he was, he was quite funny. I, I quite enjoyed him being at Arsenal, actually. Um, and he did obviously win. He was part of the Invincible. So, you know, he's, he's a legend, isn't he? Yeah. He's a, what's he doing now? Because I saw him on uh, I saw him on some interview or something. He's still working in football, isn't he, somewhere? He was working with Stuttgart at one point, but he got sacked. Um, yes. He was quite fun with the Le at Legends games, though, because uh, I remember, I think it was the one against AC Milan, where he just, he just turned around to... Thomas Rosicki and said, I'm taking this next penalty. <laughs> but yeah, right, it is off his head, really. When he, totally yeah, he actually works as a pundit, I believe. He says on his Twitter, he, has, he, he works as a TV pundit. So there you go. Mm. Oh, really? oh, okay. Well, apparently, a report, apparently, a report said, I don't know if this is true, it said apparently he, he was accused of attacking his neighbor's house with a chainsaw. <laughs> was he? <laughs> wow. He certainly was mad then, wasn't he? They used to call him Mad Jens, and there was a good reason behind it, wasn't it? Because he clearly was mad. But anyway, he, he was he was he was fun. I thought. I remember when he came back. He was about forty, and he played for us in the Premier League against Blackpool. Um, he came on. I was at that when he played actually anywhere in India. He played in that game, and he was he was good in that game. I thought, he, despite the fact he was you know well past his best by that point. But yeah, he was. Uh, he was definitely a character. Uh, John says there, Fabianski and Chesney, Chesney. Yeah, uh, still earning a crust that they were very young at Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, so Chesney was not as good as he thought he was. Uh, he was all right and he was not a bad goalkeeper, but he seemed to think he was like the best goalkeeper ever, didn't he? He had that kind of seem to think he was better than what he was. But I quite liked Chesney, actually. He was all right. Um, John says there, Lehman was unpredictable. He was, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a bit obvious. He definitely was a little bit obvious. Yeah. Attacking fit with chainsaws, I don't think most sane people would do that, would they? So, um, but yeah, he's uh, he was a character and he was a good goalkeeper, there's no doubt about that. And I say he was he was our invincible, so we love him for that. Yeah. I like him, really. Um, but yeah, he was slightly slightly mad. Um, but yes, uh, Almunia was uh, was not shouldn't ever play for Arsenal. Almunia, I don't know how that even happened. I remember mean, he went for Watford, didn't he? Almunia played for Watford at some point. I think. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he, he just annoys me looking at his. Every time I see a picture of him in an Arsenal shirt, it just annoys me so much. How did how on earth did you play for Arsenal? It just oh, I don't know how he did it. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, um, luckily um, he's. And then recently, Bruno has not been needed. He was a bit unlucky, I thought, as well. Oh, and then yeah. no, like, but yeah, now we've seen pretty solid with. Uh, um, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we uh, yeah don't don't talk about well, Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Ramsdale, he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah, Ramsdale's all right. Yeah, Ramsdale's all right. Yeah, Ramsdale's doing all right. Isn't he? And um, I must admit, I've been quite impressed with uh, Matt Turner. What I've seen of him lately. Yeah, Matt Turner, yeah. Well, hasn't he? He's, he's settling in yeah, quite yeah. nicely. So I don't mind him now. He's, he looked a bit shaky at the start, but he's getting better. So that's good. Um, John says there, Chesney still at Juventus. Uh, he played well in the win against. Oh, is he still there? I know he went. He went there, didn't he? He's always like putting stuff on about Arsenal still, isn't he? So he's, he's a big. Like, he's still an Arsenal fan, isn't he? And I do think he's quite funny. But uh, well, I'm glad he's had a, having a good career at Juventus because he's been there a while, hasn't he? Um, so fair play to him. But yeah, um, we've had, we, yeah we have had a few strange goalkeepers in over the years, haven't we? Let's be honest. Um, but anyway. Yeah, this, 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 maybe some down. Maybe next week we we'll start talking about some of the dodgy defenders we've had down here as well. Well, there's plenty <laughs> of them as well, yeah. But anyway, 
that gives you nightmares as well, doesn't it? But anyway, speaking of, it, I wonder, did you guys see the video of um, Bukayo Zaka taking the video of Beth and Viv, and Beth said something like, <laughs> "He's old enough to be our son" or something? That was quite funny. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's like he's he's twenty one. You know what I mean? He's not like yeah. he's not like fourteen year old, is he? Do you know what I mean? Oh, he might be. He's, no, he's uh, yeah, he's twenty one, isn't he? He's twenty one now. He's just turned twenty one, isn't he? Bukayo Saka, but yeah, no, he's great. <laughs> And then there's also that Amandine Henri video as well. I was watching after the Lyon game. They were saying on the commentary, Beck Smith and Adam Somerton, they were saying, oh, she does a commentary of her own goal in the Champions League final against Barcelona. And it's so funny that even Selma Basha can't stop laughing in the background. So, yeah, I think, I don't know if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Just type no, in I've not seen that. Oh, I've that. That was really a great goal, actually, wasn't it? That Henri goal in that final. Wow, what a strike that was. That was incredible, wasn't it? That was one of the best goals yeah. ever. Brilliant, brilliant goal that was. Um, John says there, Turner just needs game time. The more he plays, the more confident he gets. No, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's looked good the last couple of games. He's played, I think. He's, he's looked good. So, a good backup what you need. You need a good backup goalie. We haven't seen our backup goalie for the women yet, have we? Um, Marquise, we haven't seen her play yet. I don't know if she'll get a game at some point soon. But obviously, at the moment, um, man who keeps keeping clean sheets, so you're not going to leave her out, are we? Keep her in the team because she's playing really yeah. well. But yeah, hopefully, we might see Mar Marquise one day. Kayla Marquise might come in. Another American goalkeeper uh, that the women have got as well. So there's a few of them knocking around. Um, so well, that's been uh, that's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? A good a good week for Arsenal again uh, for the men and the women. Uh, but particularly for the women this week, that that win against Leon, that all I don't think any of us will ever forget that performance and that victory. Yeah. It's it fantastic, wasn't it? So good to see such good football. Um, and yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. So we look forward, obviously, now to to the weekend. A big game, obviously, against Liverpool. We have to win that as well. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully we can uh, look forward to some more good wins coming up over the next few weeks. Yeah, I'm a bit more confident now. I was a bit worried about, obviously, Leah and Rafa being injured, but I'm a bit more confident now. We've played these two games. We've looked pretty good. Stefan and, and Lotta have done well, haven't they, together? So I'm pretty confident going forward now that we can carry on and, and um, keep getting some good wins in the next few weeks while we wait for them to return. But, yeah. Some good stuff to look forward to. And Dwayne, thank you very much again for coming mm. on. Have you enjoyed it? Obviously, some good wins to look back on. Yeah, also it's fun uh, today. And uh, yeah, talking about such matches and and about wins is always uh, always a pleasure. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed being here. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I was all look forward to obviously next week. Uh, Matt as well. Good to see you again. Have you enjoyed the show? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I think this is our longest one so far. So that's a curiosity. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm always excited to talk about women's football, especially when it comes to Arsenal. And I'm glad I had finally getting the women's football back. It feels almost like nature's return. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was a few weeks when it was uh, a bit of a. Uh, a wait wasn't it we had to wait for the game to come back with it's, it's been good the last yeah. week or so and am i was well on time tonight so that was always nice good, good to see you again you enjoy the show good question yeah no it was good it was good yeah, yeah. um it's always good to discuss what we love best it's even better when we win games and uh yeah let's long may it continue and um i go for another couple of wins this week we'll watch our teams with earnest and i just think i've never known for so many years that to be the such a positive energy around the club, watching all or nothing as well mm. as I have been, and and uh, and now and uh, just in general the way the players are playing is great to be. It's probably the best I'd say a bit around Arsenal for good 15, 20 years. But yeah. uh, long to continue, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, long long may I continue to sort out my lighting and be on time. So that's good. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it's, it is, you're right, actually. It is a fantastic time for the club as a whole, isn't it? Obviously, the women are, are on the way back. You know, we've had a few years that we haven't maybe been challenging and winning the trophies that we were used to winning. And now the men seem to have turned things around and looking a really good side again as well. So it's a very, very good time to be an Arsenal fan at the moment. We're enjoying it. Long way to continue. Um, and let's hope that it does because we're enjoying ourselves, which is what we like. Um, Terry says, yeah, a great show, chaps. Have a, have a great weekend. Um, see you all on Sunday uh, and all in the chat to come on you going to go 6-0. Well, yeah, maybe 6-0. I've gone 5-0, but anyway, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens on, on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, coming up on the channel, I said we've got two watch-alongs for me on Sunday. I'm going to be busy. Um, I'll, we'll go live about 10 to 12 for the Liverpool game, which kicks off at 12 o'clock. And then Arsenal playing Southampton kicks off at 2. So straight after the women's game's finished, the men's game's kicking off. So I'm, we go straight from one into the other. So I'm going to be, I'm going to need, uh, I'm going to need some, some water with me and I'm going to need uh, some food and stuff like that. Because I'll be fired <laughs> up last week. But if we win two games, I don't care. It'll be worth it. Um, so if you are around, please join me for that. Thanks everyone for watching tonight. The comments as well. Some great comments from you guys, John. Terry and with Dandra, of course. Um, always good to see you guys, big supporters of the channel, which we do appreciate as well. Um, so, yeah, thanks to everyone for watching. Don't forget to give it a like um, before you go. Uh, Dandra says there, yeah, uh, great chat, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, for watching again, mate. Good to see you. Uh, John says there, yeah, um, well done, Richard. Well done, lads. And everyone in the chat, stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, you John. Thank you very much again, John, for, for watching. Really appreciate that. Um, uh, Terry says there, yeah. Matt, give, give John a song. Matt, Matt, give, John, give John a little song then, Matt, just before we go. Just his little initiation song. Oh, oh. go on. I'll do Steena's because it's been in my head. Steena, 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 Black Steena. Scores <laughs> the goals. Scores the goals. We do like that song, actually. And how well has she been playing lately as well? The last couple of games. She's, she's been different. Well. So, yeah, she definitely deserves a little song there. So that was good. Um, Steena Blackstone as well, brilliant. Um, so yeah, so thanks to all you guys for watching. Thanks to Andreas, of course, to Matt and Amar, as always. And we'll be back obviously next Friday, looking back on another two, hopefully, another two good wins. And looking forward to some more big games coming up over the next, um, over the next few weeks. It's going to be good. And John says, uh, thanks for that. There you go. You get um, brilliant, yeah. I mean, Johnny, if you look back on some of the shows from last season, Matt was giving us a song every week for a different player, which was quite good. So look back at some of them because they're quite funny. Um, so yeah, that, that was good. So thanks, I say thanks for you guys for watching. I say Andreas, Matt, and um, and Emma. We'll be back next uh, Friday with the women's show again. So please join us for that. Of course, loads coming up in the meantime. Loads of watch-alongs, loads of games, loads of shows. It's just loads going on. Um, and Terry says, yeah, uh, 10 out of 10. There you go, 10 out of 10. A bit like Arsenal's performance the other night, 10 out of 10 in Leon and, and Matt's performance tonight, 10 out of 10. That's what we want to see. Um, so brilliant stuff, yeah. So we'll see you on Sunday for two watch-alongs. I'll try and stay awake. Hopefully the games will be good, keep me awake. Uh, it's going to be good stuff. And Matt, enjoy the game Sunday when you're there. Don't forget to do some videos for us as well because we look forward to them. Um, that'll be really good. So stay watch out for that on the channel as well. We will see you, obviously, over the weekend. The weekend officially starts now, so you can go and enjoy yourself. And look forward to a big weekend of football. We're going to enjoy the Arsenal women and the Arsenal men, hopefully, winning games. And keep going, keep it going, because it's great. Uh, we will see you very, very soon. Take it easy. Thanks for watching. And come on, you gunners. <laughs>